wife bought the wife bought the I think I said I think I put a picture in uh, Grits and Gumbo of those fucking excellent filet mignons she bought oh, last yeah. night. Oh yeah. Oh my god, were those good. They oh. looked good. I wanted to eat them even uh, when they were raw. You know what? You can take a filet mignon and you can slice it thin. Yeah. And you can eat and you can eat it. Like I wouldn't just take a bite out of the son of a bitch because your innards wouldn't like it, but right. Yeah, I believe that's called tartar. You just tartar. Right, right. Y'all uh, ever heard of Terrare? Terrare. Yeah, he he's he was a French dude, like a, a marvel of well at the time modern science because he would eat like he had some kind like they they don't know what was wrong with him, but apparently like. He, he he could not be satiated like his appetite like ever really like, he just ate and ate like he ate dead bodies he ate oh cats like he ate an entire eel like oh. he just like yeah and when they died and when he died and they did an autopsy they actually said you could see directly from the top of his throat into the pit of his stomach because all his gullet was just so stretched out from eating so much stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Terrare. I'd like to talk about him on the show one day. He was... <laughs> did he, like... Did he poop normal? Or was he, Oh, like a... they, they they said... Well, from what, what I've read and what I've heard, when he shit somewhere, people pretty much just, like, abandoned that building. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was oh, done. That's fucking awesome. He lived at like a uh, a hospital where some doctors were doing research on him for a while, and he was eventually kicked out after they they discovered a baby missing. <laughs> oh my god! That oh. bitch literally ate a baby, bro. I I gotta look this. Sh- I gotta look this Harari. shit up. He would eat nails and shit. <laughs> okay. People would just bring him stuff to eat, and he would just eat it for money. Well, it's a French showman and soldier noted for his unusual appetite eating habits. Able to eat vast amounts of meat, he was constantly hungry. His parents could not provide for him. Yeah, they would have gone fucking They kicked broke. his ass out at like 13 years old because he, he was eating everything. Yep, and he was turned out by the family as a teenager. He traveled France in the company of a band of prostitutes and thieves uh, before becoming the warm-up act for a traveling charlatan. In this act, he would swallow cork stones, live animals, and whole basketful of apples. He then took his act to Paris, where he worked as a street performer. At the start of the War of the First Coalition, he joined the French Revolutionary Army, where even quadrupling his standard military ration was unable to satisfy his large appetite. He would eat any available food from gutters and rubbish heats, but he still continued to deteriorate. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, that um, boy was wild, bro. <laughs> he, he ate a meal intended for 15 people in one sitting, ate live cats, snakes, lizards, and puppies. And swallowed eels whole without chewing. Despite, okay, despite his unusual appetite, he was underweight. And with the exception of his yeah. eating habits, showed no signs of mental illness other than what we describe as an apathetic temperament. <laughs> what the, f- oh, oh, okay. And like he would eat, like, and his his skin, like, on his belly, it was like like that. You remember the creature from Pan's Labyrinth, the pale man? Yes. Like he, like his skin was like that because he would eat so much that his gut would get huge. And then we'd pass everything. It would like, you know, get all loose and shit. And they said he just stank. Like I believe the term that I I heard a YouTuber say that he read 
uh, a quote from someone that <laughs> it's funny because it was all in like old the way old older people used to speak back then. It was like his stench was such that a person could not stand could not stand him within twenty paces or something like that. Oh my god, this is horrible. He just always smelled horrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's, so chastened by this experience, he agreed to submit to any procedure that might cure his appetite and was treated with laudanum, tobacco pills, wine vinegar, and soft-boiled eggs. The procedures failed, and doctors could not keep him on a controlled diet. He would sneak out of the hospital to scavenge for offal in the gutters, rubbish heaps, and outside butcher shops, and attempted to drink the blood of patients in the hospital and eat the corpses in the hospital's morgue. After being suspected of eating a one-year-old toddler, he was ejected from the hospital. He reappeared four years later in Versailles with a case of tuberculosis and died shortly thereafter, following a lengthy bout of exudive diarrhea. Now I got to know what exudive diarrhea is. I'm probably going to hate myself for this. You're probably going to hate yourself for this. Exudive diarrhea occurs with the presence of blood and pus in the stool. This occurs with inflammatory bowel disease, such as Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, and other severe infections, such as E. coli. Had that once. Fun trip. Oh, God. Awful. And other foods of food poisoning. Oh, my God. Well, okay. My life is complete now because I know all of this. Holy (laughs) shit. So his death. So four years prior to his death, the Versailles Hospital contacted somebody called Percy to notify him that a patient of theirs wished to see him. It was Tarar, now bedridden and weak. Terrar told Percy that he had swallowed a golden fork two years earlier, which he believed was lodged inside him and causing his current weakness. He hoped that Perry could, Perry could find some way to remove it. Uh, Perry, however, recognized that he had advanced tuberculosis. A month later, um, he began to experience a continuous uh, exudive, exudive diarrhea dying shortly after. Damn. The corpse rotted quickly, and the surgeons of the hospital refused to dissect it. Tessier, however, <laughs> wanted to find out how Terrer differed from the normal from the norm internally and was curious to, as to whether the golden fork was actually lodged inside him at autopsy blah 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 all the other stuff I already said the fork was never found wow he crapped out the golden fork Spread. Is it airborne? Airborne is a possibility. We don't know. Is this an international health hazard or a military concern? Both. Are these people alive or dead? Hold them down! We don't know. Is that true? There's a man going around taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody will be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes about.
welcome to the nightclub, where we are the ones that say, fuck the fucker. We told him not to go downstairs. <laughs> I am your host, Grindhouse Zombie, and with me as always are my Cajun cousins, Hootie Tootie Play With My Booty, Prejean, and Travis Uno Buno. <laughs> now, when it, when it comes to this movie, I have waited years, nay, nearly two decades, to have an in-depth and intellectual discussion about Dawn of the Dead 04. But since Travis and Ricky are here, I'll be talking to them instead. <laughs> Boys, how the hell are you tonight? I'm great. I love the I love that, bud. Love it. I'm great. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. No. I'm doing I'm doing Ricky's bit now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when's the when's the podcast starting? Yeah, Rossi wants that baba. <laughs> yes, he does. So now I know I I think I know or you guys know that I I love this movie. It's in my it's in my top five of movies of all time. And I've talked a little bit about my history with zombie movies and how I saw both Night of the Living Dead and then Dawn of the Dead on one of the Saturday night spookorama uh, monster shows on, you know, the local TV network. And that's absolutely true. Um, For this movie, the first time I actually saw it was in Vegas. Um, I saw it in Vegas in 2004. Funny part about that is when Army of the Dead came out. My buddy and I happened to be in Vegas going to Days of the Dead. And I saw Army of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder, in the same damn theater that I saw Dawn of the Dead 04 in. However, That's fucking dope. However many yeah. years previous, 20, 18, 17, 18 years earlier. So for me, you know, really, really cool. And it's a part of why I still love Army too. I know some people don't like it. Yeah, whatever. Fuck them. They're it's not fun. here. I don't Fuck care. It. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it yet, to be honest, but did you synchronize watching it like that, or it just so happened that you you were in Vegas? It was happenstance. We were in Vegas, and the reality was we had some time to kill before we got got to our last hotel, and then before we had six, seven, eight hours to kill before we got, or we're getting on our plane to go back, and it was like, well, what should you do? It's like, well, Army of the Dead opened. Let's go see it, and it's like, we were walking into the place and it's like, I had this feeling like I've fucking been here before, you know? And then I dug through all of my old shit and all my old movie tickets. And lo and behold, it was the same damn theater. Damn. Um, so I, for me, cool as hell, a good, you know, a good tie in. Um, well, all right, guys, it's awesome that we're all here tonight. It's awesome that we're all here to talk about this fantastic movie, but I've got a little surprise for you. I want to play a little game and it's going to be Dawn of the Dead 04 trivia. I understand you're having a difficult time killing these things, Sheriff. Just shoot them in the head. They seem to go down permanently when you shoot them in the head. Then you got to burn them. you got to burn Danny, Danny, put another round of that woman over there. Look, she's a twitcher. Twitcher. Now that is one cool motherfucker. The first person to five points is going to win. The loser gets lashed in town square. <laughs> Ooh. My favorite. I hope I lose. Is... <laughs> Is it's is definitely going to be me? Yeah, so I'm just it, saying. Is anybody here I, not I mentally prepared to play this game, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm probably not, but I'm going to tell you right now. I did cover this this film on Joe Blow like a year or so ago, or, or whatever. I don't remember trivia, and I didn't do any of the notes or any of the trivia, so I don't. Fuck, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to be guessing and hoping I remember some shit. All right. Well, I'm going to keep score. The first to five wins. And like I said, the loser is lashed in town square. I will be doing the lashing and I am unforgiving. Remember that. Oh, <laughs> that R-O-R. 
No. <laughs> question question number one. When the movie opens, we see Anna with Dr. Rosen. She tries to tell him that her shift was over. When was her shift supposed to be over? Oh, fuck. Uh, Seven when, o'clock. It was supposed to be over whenever she contractually agreed to it being over. Okay. Well, I'm calling eh, on both of you. Her shift was supposed <laughs> to be over an hour ago. We got, we got zero points. <laughs> Question. Well, the fir- it's the first of five, and I have 50 questions, and it might take us all 50. Um, so uh, a, a quote from Anna. The bites killed her, and the bites fill in the Changed, blank. Infected her. Fuck. Uh, they, they made her nipples hard. I don't know. I'm going to give this one to Ricky. The bites brought her back. Brought her back. So, brought her back. Okay. That's a creepy, that's a kind of very creepy fucking way concept. to say it. Yeah, yeah, it brought her back. Ooh. Yeah, that's, I like the way that came out. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. In what city did the film take place? Minnesota is a city. <laughs> that's um, a state, actually. No, but, I okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, oh, fuck. Uh, it's in California, I believe. No, no, it's not in California. Oh, fuck. Dude, I don't know. Rhode Island. <laughs> no. That's Ever- another state. <laughs> yeah. Everett, Everett, Wisconsin. And Everett, Wisconsin is a fictional place that is supposed to be located outside of Milwaukee. Uh, the name is mentioned once during the bonus feature, special bulletin in the director's cut. Nice. Damn. Okay. With we'll them deep cuts. <laughs> I okay, should get, I should get it one point because I said Minnesota, and it sort of sounds like Milwaukee. I will give you, I will give you one half a point for okay. that. I'm feeling, I am feeling generous. The yeah. new, the new and enlightened grindhouse is feeling generous. I'm winning. I got one point, boy. Okay, you you are winning. You are winning. Well, I, I'm 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 winning just because you guys are doing this. So technically, I'm winning. But how did that's Ricky okay. get a point? I lost. I'm lost. Um, because I gave him the, it was infected, but oh, it was yeah, it was close yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. It was close enough. Okay, Fuck now, you, okay, this is <laughs> this. Pay attention now. This is this is the dipshit question. Okay, because oh, <laughs> if you get it wrong, you're a dipshit. <laughs> oh, this is going to be me. Fuck. What are the characters trapped in for most of Dawn of the Dead? Amal. Travis gets one point. Amal. Ricky, you're the dipshit. Um, yeah, I, I was trying okay. to think of how it was. <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be a trick question, so I was overthinking it. Okay, Damn I it. was going to say, man, like you know that. <laughs> well, and we're we're on we're on question six, and we're at one and a half to one so far. So <laughs> good job, right. guys. Okay, when Ada heads home from work, she sees Vivian in the street. What is Vivian doing? Roller skating. Oh, backwards. there's Rick, and rollers even backwards. Okay. I almost kind of want to give you a half a point for that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> no. Um, so Anna is a nurse. In the opening minutes of the film, she asks another nurse, Cora, to look up a location of a patient. Which patient is Anna and the doctor looking for with Cora's help? Holy fuck, dude. Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cora finds him in the ICU, but he was entered in backwards as Solomon Edward. And is surprised to hear that he's in the ICU, intensive care from a bite wound. So the guy's name is Edward Solomon. Okay. Damn. That's my new fucking rapper name. Okay. 
That's a good one. Okay, next question. As we're now at, Ricky has two and Travis has one and a half. This is going swimmingly. Um, what is Anna's husband's name? Pete Davison. Uh, Charlie Kaufman. Uh, that isn't even an ant. Uh, it's a uh. Lewis is his name. His name is Lewis. Lewis. Lewis is the first person in the movie to be killed on screen. Vivian, the little girl lives in the neighborhood, attacked him, ripping out his jugular. In Dawn of the Dead, how do the characters get to the place that they are trapped in? Now, notice I didn't say Dawn of the Dead 04. I just said in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. How do they get uh, there? Well, the helicopter. The helicopter. Ricky yeah. got another point. It's now three to one and a half. I didn't uh, know it, though. And we're going – I know that you did. And I, I, it gives me heart points. It just doesn't give me any Travis points. Oh, um, okay. Uh, next question. After Anna and Kenneth meet, they meet up with Michael, Luda, and Andre. Where does Andre say they just came from? Oh. Under the overpass where they were butt-fucking. No, that was you last Kansas night. Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City? <laughs> <laughs> they just came from Michael Luda and Andre just came from Fort Pastor and they're trying to tell Kenneth that he does not want to go that way. The road the road is full of those undead things, and Michael says they're going to the mall where it's safer. Okay. To show the passage of time, we see the characters doing different things in the mall. Who is playing golf on the mall's roof? Oh fuck. Aren't they? The douchebag guy. Uh, I know his name. Hold on. CJ. No, 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 not no, CJ. No, 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 not uh, CJ. Steve. Steve, Travis gets the point. Damn, he I'm, is a Steve, isn't he? I'm yep. coming back, boy. It is now Ricky three, <laughs> Travis two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. What is the name of the mall that the characters from the original Dawn of the Dead reside in through the movie? Don't know. Uh, for Twin Pines Mall. I'm just disappointed in your horror. Back, your... back to the future. Where is your, um, horror, your horror cred dies tonight? Oh no, boy, not for one fucking movie. This ain't uh, one of my favorites of all time. I love it, but okay. it ain't one of my favorites. That's the Mall of America. Hmm. <laughs> it might as well be with all the weird dead people that are there. Yeah, no, it's the Monroeville <laughs> Mall. The Monroeville Mall. That sounds familiar after okay. you say it. James Rolfe went there in real life, and he fucking, uh, yeah, he did that on, I'm I'm here at the fucking location thing. Shout out to Cinemassacre, boy. Yeah, it is, it is it is on my list and hopefully this fall I will get there. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, good. You gotta throw a pie in somebody's face. A lot of pies. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, definitely. Okay, so and our next your, and go get your blood pressure checked too. Oh definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to do that. I don't think even the pills are helping. Um, <laughs> oh no. So in Dawn of the Dead 04, when the guys are patrolling the mall, who stays behind with Anna, Luda, and the gun? Steve. No, no. God damn it. Ving Rames. Okay, that's a half a point. That's a half I don't a point. Know his you character's have, name right you have now. the right actor. You have the right actor. How, how are we gonna how are we come on, Ka. Give him a whole point. No. No, it's not it's not the character's no. name. That's no, a half I don't a point. Know his wait, name. wait, why am I trying to help you? Fuck you. Yeah, give I don't him know. a half give him a quarter point. That's a what half a point. The, the the character's name is Kenneth. Okay. Kenneth. So what song is playing on Anna's car stereo as she headed home from work? Bro, this is so deep cuts. That's uh, Friday by Rebecca Black. <laughs> Get ready for that shit to be in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning. Gotta be fresh, gotta go. 
Have a nice day by the stereophonics. I didn't even get to get. All right, you no, weren't. Get, you weren't going to oh, guess that. Right. Even yeah, I didn't know that get, one. I was going to guess a joke answer. He was going to guess some dude. Say, say, say what you're going to say. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Ain't no song I I ever heard of. <laughs> okay. When the group meets the security guards at the elevator, CJ <laughs> tells them to do what in order to stay in the mall. Suck his Give dick. Up weapons. Oh, Ricky. Ooh, Ricky's now at it's four and a half to two and a half. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> now, do I give Ricky the softball just to let him? No, I won't. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I might need a softball. <laughs> I've only got uh, one. <laughs> oh, okay. He already got the softball. <laughs> I'm living up to my namesake. <laughs> In the movie Dawn of the Dead 2004, who killed Anna's husband, Lewis? Kenneth. Um, the kid, uh, uh, Vivian. And the Rictator. God damn it. Dawn of the Dead 04 trivia. Oh, fuck. Damn, I did not expect that, bro. Well, we're at best of five. If we want to go best of ten, I have more questions. Do you want to redeem think, yourself, Travis? Travis? Do you need a I redemption? Do. I, Are you I ready do. for a redemption orc like CJ? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I want my redemption arc. Let's go. Redemption redemption arc it is. In Dawn of the Dead 04, Anna believes it's the bites that bring people back. Who else in the group is infected? Tall bald daddy. I can't think of his name. That's a half point. That's a half point for Rick. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know the context. I literally didn't get to watch half the movie last night. <laughs> you saw okay. that part, Bo. Okay, I know, I'll tell you I what. I didn't know if something came before it, man. Fuck. I will change um, the. I will change the question. In Dawn of the Dead, two thousand four, who is the short statured, one testicled man hanging from the end of the cell phone tower? Belial. I couldn't give you any of a softer ball there, Travis. <laughs> it's you. It's Travis. <laughs> I know. Belial. I'll give you. I will give you a half a point for that. So it's now three to five and a half. God damn, you guys are killing me. Here. <laughs> <laughs> CJ and Bart lead Michael down to the third floor parking garage. They needed to activate a generator in order to restore some power in the mall. Ken joins the men, and the four of them make their way into the garage. Who is attacked and bitten by a dog when they that that they find inside Andy. the? No, fuck. Oh man, CJ. No, it ain't gonna be that easy. But I don't know the characters' names, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I'm struggling with the character names. Yeah, yeah. Tri- trick question. Trick question. The dog is chips, and he's super friendly. He doesn't attack anybody. <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> chips is a good boy. In Dawn of the Dead, oh four. What is the name of the gun shop owner? Andy. Oh, there we go. God damn it. Look at that. You got there first. And he comes out hard. Andy. 
Okay, there we go. There we go. I'm trying, man. I'm competitive. <laughs> yeah, he's bay. Okay. As Anna flees her community, she is seen driving a Toyota what? I'm not a car dude. I have no clue. A, Toyo- a uh, Toyota. Corolla. Oh, Rick's right there. Okay. But, a Toyota Adam Corolla. It's a Toyota Adam Corolla. She's yep. driving a car with a with big ass teeth on the fucking front bumper. <laughs> 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 okay. When Norma goes to check on Luda, she finds Andre holding the baby and Luda tied to the bed, thrashing as the undead. Who fires the first shot and who gets hit first? Andre. Oh, no, 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 no. The old lady shoots first and he gets hit. That's what I meant. He gets hit. I thought that's what he asked. Who gets no, hit he first? he said, who fires first and who gets well, hit first? Well, it was we a two-part half points. No, it was actually a two-part question, and you're both wrong. Um, what the fuck? Norma shoots first, and she shoots Luda right in the head. Oh, so, God. Oh, she shoots yeah. Luda. Yeah. God damn oh. it. That's right. Boy. She shoots Luda. Just, just remember, <laughs> failure is always an option. I knew okay. she shot first. Okay, so we are now at Han Greedo shit. We are at six and a half to four. So Travis, you are still in the game. Um, the group in the mall decides to send their friend Andy some food. Who is it that they enlist to get the food across the undead masses? Oh, there's, there's. You gotta let him finish, man. No, No, I'm trying to win. Shout shout the answer out. Shout it out. Okay. Oh, oh, it's like that. Okay. I'm not. I'm I'm not. I'm not some sanctimonious prick like All Travis. Right. You just it's shut like that it. shit up. Let's do it. <laughs> if it were me, I'd, if if it were me and I'm Grindhouse, I'd be mad right now. If it were you and you were Grindhouse, you'd be winning right now. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, when Anna and Kenneth meet up with Michael, Andre, and Luda, one of them warns Kenneth not to go that way. Which person tells the duo we're going to the mall? Oh, fuck, uh, Michael Tim Roth. Oh, there's Travis. Dollar Tra- store Tim Roth. Travis, no, Travis was in there first, and Travis is making a comeback. Travis, it's now six. Michael, that's his name. It's now redemption. Six. Redemption, it's now six. Art, bitch. Travis six, Ricky six and a half. Ooh. I'm coming up. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming okay. on you. <laughs> okay. In the in the Dawn of the Dead 2004, which term is not used by any character to describe the infected? Zombie. Zombie. Oh, he got it. He got it. I'll admit he got it. He got that yeah, first. Okay. In Dawn of the Dead, 1978, where does the movie start? An apartment. No, no. It starts uh, in a TV studio. Oh, fuck. You're right. There we go. Look at this. I went straight to the racist cops, man. I know. It's a great opening. I went straight to the racist cops, dude. That real opening is that fucking Is that stupid studio studio going crazy. Yeah, you're right. Fuck. It, It is now seven. Travis, Ricky, seven and a half. This could be the comeback of the century. <laughs> who takes, in Dawn of the Dead 04, who takes Steve's keys before heading to the dock? Anna. Ah, shit. <laughs> Here we go. I almost Ooh. said B. <laughs> but I wanted to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dawn of the Dead 2004. Who directed the movie? Zack Snyder. That was me, cause okay. I'll give it to I'll give it to Travis. We'll hear it back on the on the fucking recording. We'll hear it back. Yeah, we'll hear it back. Okay, it's now eight to eight and a half. Okay, of all the mall refugees, name at least two that make it to Steve's boat in the end. Anna and fucking Kenneth. Oh, there we go. Nine to eight and a half. Travis takes the lead. 
When confronted by Andre, Michael reveals his profession. Where does he work? Uh, the bowling store. I mean, the bowling alley. I don't know. <laughs> he's a cosmetologist. Uh, no. he's, a, he's, a, he's a painter. No, Ricky. Was, was he? Was he? He like a. Ricky's uh, digging. He's digging through those memory banks. I can see it. No. <laughs> was he like an HVAC technician or some shit? Like he worked on shit like that. Three, two, one. Francis and... Ford Coppola. He sold televisions <laughs> at Best Buy. That's what he, he did. did. What? What did he do? He sold televisions at Best Buy. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. In Dawn of the Dead, two thousand four, where is Kenneth's brother? He's dead. I thought he was dead. He's in the army. No. Where, where would he be if he was in the Poor army? Pastor. Oh, damn! There we go. Nine and a half, Ricky. Nine for Travis. The next right answer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, is going to win this game. Norma used her truck to bring in seven extra people to the mall. One man, Glenn, has a job at the church. What was his job? Organ player. Boom! There we go. Ricky! Ricky at 10.5 points. Wins Dawn of the Dead 2004 trivia. Stitch your ass back down, CJ. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow up with a propane tank over my head. God <laughs> damn right. Tonight's Midnight Ritual is going to be Dawn of the Dead, 2004. If you have not seen this movie, I suggest you drink a warm, tall glass and shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the movie, dude. Yeah, it's it is. Mo- yeah, it is. <laughs> it ties in so well. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell is overflowing. And Satan is sending his dead to us. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. So Dawn of the Dead 2004 is, I think, as everyone knows, a zombie apocalypse movie. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously a remake of George Romero's 1978 movie of the same name. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, a movie that George Romero had a lot of worries about. Um, but once he saw it, he, he gave it his thumbs up. He said it was a really, really good movie. He, he enjoyed it. Um, directed by Zack Snyder, his, his uh movie directorial debut um and i from my perspective knocked it out the fucking park um oh, hell yeah. and screenplay was written by james gunn now starring Whoa. we 
No, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, James boy. Gunn wrote this movie. I, I'm, James I'm a, Gunn, Bay. I'm a James Gunn fan. Um, yeah. So, damn. And this is yeah, all yeah, his. Bro. This is all his screenplay. Yeah, and we have got the most uh, hodgepodgey provincial cast of of a, of a, a movie that I've seen in a long time. We've got uh, Sarah Polly. Uh, definitely a lot of indie films, things like that. She stars as Anna. Ving Rames is Kenneth. If you don't know Ving Rames, then you know get out from underneath your fucking rock and go talk to somebody. Um, sure. We have Jake Weber as Michael, or otherwise known as Ricky. Dollar Store Tim Roth. Fuck yeah! We got Mackay Pfeiffer as Andre. We have Ty Burrell as Steve Vargas, the fucking boat prick, also known as <laughs> Phil from Modern Family. And when the first time you see this movie, then you see Modern Family, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> because yeah. uh different guy altogether michael kelly um who's done a bunch of stuff he was in house of cards he's been in some other things as cj kind of our our head security officer uh we have kevin zegers as terry um michael barry as bart the other security guy we have hubba hubba lindy booth as nicole jane easton as norma boyd banks great character actor everybody knows his face if you don't know his name you know his face he is tucker um we have Inna uh, Korobinka as Luda. I think I probably didn't sound that out right, but who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Artie Reed as Glenn. Um, Kim Poirier as Monica. And the funny part about her is her character's name is never said in the movie. She's the blonde, the super cutie bitchy blonde. Her name is never mm-hmm. said in the movie, which I think is kind of awesome. Um, and Matt Frewer, Max Headroom as Frank. Okay, so from the production of this movie, lots and lots of interesting notes. Um, one of the more interesting things, um, in this movie, there are two zombies that have missing limbs, and those people were actually both amputees in real life. Both the, the zombie at the door with the missing right arm and the missy, the, the zombie in the parking garage with the missing legs, both amputees in real life. Honestly, thought that was, um, for me, like super, super fucking cool. Um, another one of the cool things is Zack Snyder actually picked most of the music for this movie, and he actually had to fight a little bit against the the producers and the money people to have his own songs in there, or the the songs that he thought were appropriate, because most of them didn't really think that they were like appropriate. But if you watch this movie, the songs just flow like a this song it, it flows like a roller coaster. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Cool thing. So a lot of the effects in this movie were straight up practical, straight up maybe a little bit of CGI cleanup to pull out wires and things like that. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of the zombies that you see actually have their own basically push button detonators on them where when their back of their head got blown off, they pushed the button themselves. So it looked, it looked real and they could react in proper timing. So wow. if they had, to, if they had to snap their head back, they could go and push their button and then the back of their head blew off. And a lot of those scenes, the back of their head was actually pulled off by a wire like it came off. So it was a lot. If you, you look at uh, Burt Reynolds, if you look at um, Ben Cozine from the fountain in the beginning of the movie, all those people had their portions of their head pulls off by wire. It was beautiful. When you say Burt Reynolds though, I immediately, I dispute that claim in the film (laughs) and and, and we will, we will get, we will get to that later. So I'm going to save it, but I dispute that that's Burt Reynolds. I think they're not looking at that celebrity zombie properly enough. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough, because there's there is definitely one other direction in my mind that could go. Curious to see what you think. Uh, for the zombies, um, they were really uh, 
really on point with the different levels of decomposition in there. And they use different colors of blood. Uh, the very fresh ones were red. And then as they got older, they went from browner to blacker and then to this final, like really oily, almost like sort of maggot filled, like yuckiness. That was, poop, that was the, is the poop maggot blood. Cause uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Faulty shit. Exactly. Bulchy, nasty, classy. Yeah. And so I, I think the, one of the big differences between this movie and the original is that in this movie, the zombies are fast, right? And Zack Snyder basically said the reason he did that is that he wanted to avoid the inherent like comic book esque slow shambling zombie, and he wanted right. he wanted the, the pace of the movie to be a little bit faster. If if you get right down to it, it was a lot of that was taken from Twenty Eight Days Later, which is he, he has openly said has been an inspiration for this film. For this movie um, too, I would agree that because I'm I, and I've said this on the show before, but for listeners who haven't heard that. I'm more of a fan of the slow zombie. I think it's creepier for the mood for certain movies. It's but... more atmospheric and shit. Yeah. Dread inducing, but I definitely get why people go for fast. Zom- I mean, you know, to, to the point Grindhouse was making, like it just makes the movie go, you know? And I think, I think for this movie, it, it works a thousand percent. Like, oh, this yeah. Movie- yeah, it, that's what gives this. That's part of what gives this movie its own flavor, is having these fast zombies fucking coming at people. I remember seeing this for the first time. I saw this in theaters, by the way, back in '04 when it came out. And when I saw that first zombie look and turn its head and then take the fuck off and start running, I was like, "Bruh." No, it definitely does something with the pace of the movie, and it it fits this story perfectly. In today's parlance, you could rename this movie Cocaine Zombies, and it would work totally fine. <laughs> you totally <laughs> could. Well, I know our I, I know our, our good friend uh, Carly posted something today that she was on her way to a movie set to be and uh, to play a crack whore in a movie called Crackoon, and she was super oh. excited about it. <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good. It's gonna be. You know what? If you can have a cocaine bear, you can have a crackoon, and you can have a meth gator. I'm in for all. Oh, yeah. I'm in for yeah. all that shit. Hell yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to Carly Sonnefeld. So this movie, when it was um, in pre-production, it actually had its budget slashed substantially. And it was slashed substantially because basically of the box office failure of House of the Dead from 2003. Oh, my God. So I can, I can only imagine if they had more mm. money. Like what? The, I mean, with all the practical effects and the fact that that, that we just got that second explosion that I wanted to see. Well, the first one, <laughs> but we 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 got the second one. It's worth mentioning real quick um, for, for for the listeners. We all watched this movie together last night. First time we ever did that as a podcast where we watched the movie together, and it was fucking fun. We we brought up House of the Dead. And I just wanted to make mention of it because I had that DVD. I bought it. I think it was a blind buy when I was younger. I remember not liking that movie, but I don't know. I don't know if it's because at the time I just wasn't watching it right. <laughs> you might have but, not been watching it right. Hashtag. Um, hashtag. Yeah. So I, that I'm movie. I'm about to might, add it to my watch list. I know, right? Like, I, I feel like I, because that's also directed by. Um, notoriously one of the worst directors of all time, quote unquote. Which means he's probably an amazing director. Uwe, mm-hmm. Uwe, Uwe Boll, yeah. He once boxed a guy 
that fucking was shitting on him online, and I think he beat that dude's ass. That's so, yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck that guy. Uwe Bowl was like, nah, fuck you, cuz. Anywho's, I just wanted to to mention that that house. Uh, he bullshit. made he made that Blood Rain movie. Hey man, Ugh. hey man. <laughs> He's well, but so on the on the flip side of the budget slash, um, in its opening weekend, the movie made twenty six point seven million dollars, which almost matched Whoa. its twenty eight million dollar budget in its first three days of opening. Wow! So, uh, you know what, producers, executive producers, go eat a bag of dicks. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the cool things I like about this, um, and I do, I do mention it in my notes, but I think it's worth mentioning now. When Lewis and Anna go off to the shower to get their uh, date night boogie on, mm-hmm. um, the commercial on the TV is for a Subaru WRX, and it's it talks about horsepower and whatever else. That commercial is actually a commercial that Zack Snyder directed before he was a movie producer or movie director. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so I think that's. Just that's just fucking awesome. That boy and then, was blowing himself in his own movie. <laughs> if I had if if I had the money and an open door policy, I would blow my well and the flexibility, I suppose, too. But I would blow myself too. <laughs> oh Lord. If we have a mate <laughs> I just call what you said. <laughs> If we ever made a movie, I would totally be throwing nightclub shit in there. So I'm 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 joke hating on Zach. <laughs> All over the place. Yeah, so for this for this mall, it was amazing how many um, you know, commercial entities, uh Starbucks and Coca-Cola and whatever else were like, Nope, we want no part of this. And so the that mall that they were in that was the the Thornhill Mall that was closed down, that big central thing was a Starbucks, but it had been closed down. But Starbucks was like, nope, no thanks. And that's why they turned it into a, a coffee shop called Hollowed Grounds, which from my standpoint, if I ever decide to to be a fucking pink haired douchebag and open a coffee shop, I'm calling it Hollowed Grounds because that is <laughs> the yeah. best name ever. That is the best damn name ever in this movie. I mean, a typically there's like a shooting schedule and then there's how you do things. Um, and in this movie, they literally shot this movie by the timeline in the movie. And when he was shooting, he was like, well, this is just how you do it. Right. And everyone was like, um, no, <laughs> usually you, you do the big first death scene first, and then you move from there. And he was like, Oh, well, yeah, we're not doing that. So, and he just shot it chronologically. He just went with, went, went for it. Are you, um, are, are you, are you going to go on a Zack Snyder tear and why he's awesome? Cause I will, I will. No, 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 I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely not. I'm doing things that I think are just kind of fun little tidbits. That's what I'm no, doing. But and that, that, that's to the point though, is like, <laughs> as if I were to direct a film, I, I would want to do it chronologically so Me we too. can all. Yeah. Like, I don't think you should, I understand why they do it. Sometimes it's scheduling. It's this, right. it's that. Sometimes it's, it's just more efficient. <laughs> right. But it seems like it's a lot less fun though. Well, a every, lot less. Everything that I understand about shooting a movie and the things that I've looked into is that when you bring an actor onto a stage and they're there day one, it's their brightest, their highest energy. It's the best they're going to give you. So they shoot the most prominent scene first and then go from there. Really? That's that's, that's everything that I've understood. So that makes not sense, a, but at the same time, it seems counterproductive because it seems like they aren't their character yet. Like they should start with the story to build that. And this is just my stupid mind, who's never made a film, not ever made a film. It seems like you'd want to start in in order so that way they could, you know, grow into their character as the story is going. Well, I think it, so too, and I think it would cut down on a lot of editing mistakes too. 
where you change a scene and then all of a sudden things aren't the same because this, the one thing this movie has, and it's, uh, it's, this is, this is grindhouse, the gun guy. A lot of people's guns change for no reason throughout the movie. They go from being a Remington shotgun to a Mossberg shotgun. They go from being um, a certain kind of Seth and Wesson pistol to either a longer barreled or a shorter barreled Smith. And so there's a lot of, but so, I mean, that makes sense, but again, I'm not a movie director. So uh, one of the other things I thought was fun too, is a, this was one of the first movies ever where they put the first 10 minutes of it on like national TV as a trailer, the first 10, the first whole 10 minutes. Um, I don't yeah. remember that. Yep. Yeah. The first, uh, the first 10 minutes of it was, um, broadcast on network TV five days before its national release. Um, it was broadcast on the USA network and channel four in the UK with a special introduction by a film critic and a horror fan, Mark Kermode. So, uh, so the name of Ving Rhames character, Kenneth is a nod to Ken Foree, the actor from the original, honestly, kind of pretty cool. Oh, makes um, an appearance in this movie. So you have Ken Forey who shows up. You have um, oh, what the f- <laughs> what the fuck is this guy's name? Scott H. Renegar as the general in the in the commercial where he says, "Come to Fort Pastor." That's Roger from the original movie. Uh-huh. And then you have a store in the mall that is called Galen Ross. It's a shopping place. Mm-hmm. That's that's Francine. That's her the act- actress's name from the original movie. And then the best tie-in that I could find to our um, our flyboy, Stephen, from the original one, mm-hmm. is that as Anna is coming out of her neighborhood and you see that the car hit the van and the gas station explodes, there's a helicopter in midair. That helicopter is the same helicopter that they were flying in the OG-78. Ooh, no shit. Wow. It is. Yeah. So to me, awesomely cool. They gave a, 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 a little bit of homage to everybody in the OG and just so many moments in this movie where it was just like, wow, you know, I mean, and so to kind of wrap up the production stuff, um, a lot of the actors and actresses, um, as they went, they had a lot of first people in mind. They did give the script to a a lot of high end people that I'm not going to name because I honestly don't like most of them. Um, but then there are cool things like the release date of this movie, like in the UK was pushed back two weeks and it was pushed back because there was another movie coming out. Do you guys know what it was? No. A movie that might have zombies that might be in the UK around the same time oh, period. Twenty eight days later. No, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, oh shit. So it, so it got pushed back <laughs> just specifically so they could do, you know, have their own kind of opening. I mean, and we all know that Shaun of the Dead is awesome. And then, so just for you, Ricky, David Cronenberg, his sister Denise was the was the principal costume designer on this movie. Oh, oh that's oh, cool. cool. I thought that was pretty pretty cool. The first time I saw it, I saw it in theaters, and you saw it in Vegas. Ricky, when's the first time you saw this film? Last night. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I, well, I was gonna, I, I was gonna say, 04. get the get the fuck off this podcast. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it back in '04, man, when it came out. I didn't oh, see God. it in theaters, but I remember loving it. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't remember where I was or what I was doing, but yeah. I'm gonna simp for a second for uh the director Zack Snyder. This was his first big breakout movie directorial debut, but my boy went on to make 300. Yes, sir. And that movie I also saw in theaters and it was fan fucking tastic. But he also made 
an adaptation of Watchmen mm-hmm. that a lot of people nowadays hold in high regard. He's one of those directors to me that like people hate his shit when he puts it out, but then later everyone's like, oh, it's the best. Dude, The Watchmen was amazing. It's my favorite superhero movie of all time. He did make a film called Sucker Punch I haven't seen. Sucker Punch is a fucking amazing, too. It is? Okay. Yeah, bro. I I haven't seen it. I haven't Uh, seen it. uh, But then he made Man of Steel, and this is when it starts where people will shit on him. But then Man of Steel was dope, too, bro. It's it's Zod? Yeah. Zod is so fucking cool. And and what's his name? The actor was fucking incredible. Yeah. Michael Shannon is a 10. And then he went on to make Batman versus Superman, which people shit on. But my God, that one, that that movie, one I haven't seen. Yeah, it's people shit on that movie. But when he Batman versus Superman is dope as fuck. Now, he was in charge of Justice League when it was coming out. Right. Because he was the head of the DCU at, or DCEU or whatever they call it at first. And halfway through production on that film, his son committed suicide and he quit the film. Oh my God! Yep. Yeah, and they brought in um, the Avengers guy. Um, we Iron Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no. Will Wheaton. No, not Will Wheaton. <laughs> not Will Wheaton. Joss Wheaton. Joss Wheaton. And he ruined that movie. And based on what I'm seeing, because I have not seen the film yet, and that's my bad. Fans wanted to see his cut so bad. And they petitioned so hard that HBO gave him an extra $80 million to finish his version of Justice League. And from what everyone says, they love it. They love it. And I haven't seen it yet. It's I just haven't seen it. But then, yes, now we catch up to Homeboy making Army of the Dead, which I have not seen. And he does have a film coming mm-hmm. out this year called Rebel Moon. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm simping for Zach right now real quick. But – I, just, I want to I take just, some time to set for Joss Whedon. I will not tolerate any Joss Whedon slander on this well, podcast. He did, he, he, well, he I don't care if he movie. ruined. I don't care if he ruined that movie, bro. I don't. Okay. How about, how about Will Wheaton? Can we shit on him? We can no. sample on him. I love Will Wheaton. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't shit on Will Wheaton at all. Will Wheaton's mean, not a nerd. You can't poop on him. I just need. A, I, I needed somebody to be. But he had to be the dumpster. I figured Will Wheaton was an easy target. <laughs> I know we're loving on Zack Snyder, but I don't think we should be shitting on my boy. I'm not trying to. I, just, I know you're not, but I know you're not. But this is a preemptive in case anybody wants to shit on him. No, no, no. Oh, I don't no. want to shit on him, but he did ruin Justice League. But not his fault. Not his fault. Studio mandated ruin it. He no. He's tomato, tomato. He made the movie the 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 studio wanted him to make. Exactly. He cor- you know? he got cor- he got wrapped up in that corporate red tape. And he was just like, God damn. <laughs> he, got, he got stretched out like Frank and Hellraiser by all the red tape from the corporations. <laughs> and at the, end, at the end of it all, he was like, Martha wept. Martha no, wept. <laughs> another, another one of those movies that got the old STD. And the STD is the studio took them shekels. That's what happens. It's just, <laughs> it, it just is what it is. That Once the movie took comes in it gets, and it gets an STD, the movie just goes right in the shitter. Yeah. So that's our... That's our new term for all of our Discord fans and whatever else. If you don't like a movie, you can just say that it got an STD. <laughs> okay, cool. Like it. Darkness <laughs> Falls has AIDS.
So opening this movie, we have the beautiful Strike logo that slowly turns into what is basically a head x-ray. And you have a doctor, and he's looking at this head x-ray, but he's also talking on the phone, and he's talking to what I think are his douchey golf buddies. And they're, <laughs> they're talking about going to play golf, and he says, it's going to be me, you, Gary. And there's this pause, and he's like, well, I like Gary. And he's like, well, if you're not going to be that because of Gary, I'm like, come on, you know? And he basically tells her that he wants to see this patient. And he's like, I'm sure one of the other nurses. And he's like, page me when you can find him. She's like, Sigh. so this is where we meet Anna for the first time. Um, and Anna is Sarah Polly. Uh, Sarah Polly is bay as fuck, Ricky. I'm, I'm going to just say it. I just dig her. I just, I just dig her. So and- we can talk about Sarah Polly because I dig her too. And I think it's a, from a casting standpoint as our lead lady. She's kind of just like a hotter version of Galen Ross, right? <laughs> like she looks a lot like Galen Ross. And I already I already kind of simp about Galen Ross to a degree. Oh, you were because, simping like you were simping last night, boy. I think you were simping, of, with, simping with the Vaseline. You know because what I mean? of <laughs> because of Dawn and Madman. Yeah. So Anna goes to the front desk and is talking with her friend Cora, and she's trying to find this patient for this asshole douchebag golfing doctor guy. And she finds out that uh, the guy's up in ICU and she's like, from a bite? And then she she goes outside and she's walking outside and she sees this pair of legs sticking out of the ambulance and she's like, hello? And then all of a sudden you hear like a chime from the, the, the alert system in the ambulance and the guy sits up and he's like, oh, it's starting early. And the ambulance takes off and she like casually crushes out his cigarette that he was smoking in the back of the ambulance. I mean, I know, right. it, was, I know it was 2004, but. I don't know. Could you puff in the back of the meat wagon? I don't think so. But I don't yeah, think what do I know? I think I think back then you could, man. I think I think it was still like on the on the edge, you know, like you wouldn't do it in a doctor's office anymore, but in the ambulance, it's kind of like it's mm-hmm. we're growing down in the ambulance because we just be smoking, yeah, well, we be drinking, we Nicholas Cajun up in this motherfucker. Damn. Damn. Hooray for two thousand four. I miss it. <laughs> So you've got Anna driving home and this is the first time we meet Vivian and Vivian is doing her roller skating. Um, you know, and she's like, Oh, oh look, Anna, I can go backwards. And this is, a, she's like, well, maybe tomorrow I'll do a couple of backwards laps on the block with you. And then she's like, now get the fuck out of the way. I got to get in my driveway. <laughs> so I like, like, I love that. You're an awesome kid, but fucking move. I, I just like, right. I love that. Yeah. So she goes in the house and she, we, we see her husband, Lewis, and he's, you know, he's got like a work truck, like a Travis truck kind of out in the driveway. She, he, he's a, he's a blue collar working dude like Travis. And, uh, and he's like, Oh, you missed it. They just cut the mailman loose. And she's like, Oh, the chubby one. He had such a sweet voice and gives him the, uh, I thought she had gone out with the girls or something. And she's like, what? And miss date night. And then we have the, uh, frosted glass shower sex scene, which is that yeah, kind boy. of. Kind of fun and kind of gets the old uh, turbo spooled up, but that's kind of fun. It gets the old grindhouse going. <laughs> Damn right, man. I, <laughs> hey, you know what? If I can, if I can have sex in the shower, get clean, and do all that at the same time, that's just efficient. That's all that is. Yeah, just efficient. Very, very utilitarian of you. Damn fucking straight. <laughs> well, and then we have that uh, that commercial on TV that I talked about earlier. It's a W, a Subaru WRX commercial that was actually directed by Zack Snyder way back in the day. But then it cuts off to the emergency broadcast station or whatever the fuck we call it now. But they, um, they miss that though. They do because they in the shower fucking. 
and good yeah. for them. Good on you. I mean, if the if the apocalypse is starting, I'm hoping I get one last bang in before the apocalypse starts. Sure, uh, sure. I I like all this stuff, like with the ambulance driver taking off and being like, "Oh, it's starting," and this emergency brought. It's like the movie is setting you up to know that it don't matter what character you're following, it doesn't matter how fucking oblivious they are. Shit's going down. Yeah. We, we pop ahead and we're talking about – we were talking about this last night. We were watching it, the clock, the old style, like flip the numbers yeah. clock. And I never did find where I saw it first, but I've, I've seen it somewhere else. But it's still super effective. Yeah, um, I was going to say the same thing because that's that's what I was thinking last night. I was like, man, it's it's not it's not like it's something that we've never seen before, but like it's so effective. Yeah. And I was just wondering for like a moment because I was pretty baked and I was like, is this the first movie they did that shit? <laughs> yeah, and not even a little, not even a little. Yeah, but then you have Lewis wake up and kind of rub the sleep out of his eyes, and he's like, "Oh, look, Vivian is here." Now, I'm gonna say, <laughs> as a as a grown, as a grown man who's married and has a wife, if I woke up and the neighbor's like ten year old daughter were standing in my bedroom in the morning, I'd have some questions. And it wouldn't be, oh, look, Vivian's here. It would be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Something yeah. must be very wrong. Exactly. Yeah. If and the then, neighbor's kid uh, is in my bedroom while I'm sleeping. Correct. This yeah. opening attack is so fucking awesome, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah. She rips Lewis's jugular out and then he kind of throws her off. And then she does that like crouching tiger thing where she's like, and she just jumps back up. <laughs> oh, I, I, and then. And then Anna basically tosses her out in the hallway, locks the door, tries to call nine one one. Puts her in timeout, bro. Yeah, but nine one one is not picking up. And I think, as like an average person, that's one of the scarier things in this movie, where uh-huh. oh, not yeah. you, you call nine one one and it just goes beep beep beep. The number you are calling is not in, like what nine one one's not in service. So then that's she's a, trying to clue in. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly right. And she's trying to help Lewis, and like she, but she's a nurse, so it's like she's so, she's so stoic through this whole movie. Like even in this scene, she's stoic. It's like she's panicked, but still stoic. It's like she knows he's dying, and then he dies, but she's still trying and still trying. But then he sits back up, and he's walking around the room, and she's like Lewis, and then he just comes after her, and they fire this bitch out of the cannon like that. I mean, just like here we go, and yeah. she does that. But she, but again, being the bad boss bitch that she is, she's always thinking one step ahead. She's gonna try to run away, but she looks at the desk and grabs her keys, and then goes yeah. for the goes for the bathroom, slams the door, knocks down the shower curtain, all that shit. And there's a little bit of a like a, a I call it a dwell, a little bit of a dwell. And she's back in the bathtub and she's like stepping out, and she's trying to get out. And there's a little bit of a panicky thing where it's like she doesn't know how to unlock a window, which is a little bit like, eh, uh, 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 okay. But then he comes busting through the door and she's like, nope, Anna out. And she just outs the window, boot kicks him and takes off. And she gets to the car and gets in. Basically, the chaos in this scene that that, it, that, that follows is it so is. fucking well filmed and so... That's the thing that just latches you into the movie. Like, it I like has the, to be. I like the part with her neighbor too. Yeah, where he's got the gun on her and he's like, "Stay the fuck back." I told and you. She's to get... like, and she's like, yeah. "Can you just explain what's going on?" And he was like, "I told you to get the fuck get back." back. Yeah, and, the, and and then the ambulance runs his ass over, which pretty much explains to you what's going on at that point. Like, <laughs> right. shits, we're, we're in fucking chaos. 
Well, and, and that's that's the beautiful part, you know. Welcome and to the nightclub. Yeah. Well, and then he jumps on her window and like punches the window, and she but then she backs out and kind of flips him off, and then in a weird way, it's like he finds another target like really fast. He's like running I after. Love and that then was shot like, of him, like just like all right, I give up. <clears throat> There's another one. <laughs> oh, it's so running. it's so beautiful. He's like a fucking <laughs> rabid hamster. He's like, oh nope, a different ball, and he just goes off. Just it's oh, it's it's so awesome. I love it. And, and then imagine she's... that that was your husband, right? right? That you've been that you're married to, and you've had all these emotions and experiences and everything else, and now all of a sudden he's this thing. And he gives up on you and just rushes off to kill some random fuck. So she's she's cruising through her neighborhood and she sees that everything's on fire. There's dead people everywhere. She has <laughs> the, the one neighbor that's like, please help. And she's like, nope, door's locked. Fuck that. Anna out. Yeah. And you have uh, burning cars everywhere. We have the, the swerving cop car. And the swerving cop car was actually a stunt that went wrong. That car was not supposed to be flying at her like that. And she just barely missed it. So it was not intended, but they kept it in. So that was honestly, oh, honestly pretty fucking cool. And then they pop up to the big aerial shot. And that's when you see the helicopter from the 78 OG film. It's the same helicopter, same paint scheme, everything. It's just awesome. And then you have the big gas station explosion, which I, honestly I think is really it's really cool when you're watching it because I think it sets the tone for the utter fucking chaos that you're going to see later. It yeah. just to- it yeah. just totally sets it. Then you have her; she's fiddling with her radio, and it it, it kind of goes back to when she was leaving the hospital and she was listening to the radio, and she was like going through the stations, and you heard you heard all these emergency broadcast things, and she was like, "Nope, don't care, don't care." Oh, there's music. Okay, got some music. And in this time, she's scanning, and all she gets is chaos on the radio. And they talk about civil unrest and all these things that are happening, and she basically gets stopped on what looks like a on-ramp-ish thing to me, like over a bridge. And you see the naked bus girl. Naked bus girl's pretty bay. But then the bus driver comes over and opens up her car door and is trying to talk to her. And she's like, nope, fuck this. And she just stomps it. Goes through the guardrail, through the fucking woods, and it ends up, boom, into a fucking tree. (laughs) Then we have our title card. And so for the both the, the title card um, and then the ending credits, um, when they were showing all those like blood splatters, a lot of that was actually real blood that was used to make those like splattery scenes. Dope. So super awesome. And obviously jo- Johnny Cash, when the man comes around, I mean, yeah, there's some gnarly yeah. fucking gore in there too, bro. Like, well, like that, that intro, I mean, first you have that fucking opening, then you have that intro Dude. Well, and a lot of that intro, roughly 80-some percent of it, is actual news footage that was filmed from around the world, and they just used it in the movie. So a, really? lot of those, a lot of those things actually happened. The truck driving through that crowd of people actually happened. Right. You know? Ooh, so, I mean, damn. scary, creepy. I mean, there's no, you know, yeah, I could do like an hour just, just on that opening scene. So let's, let's, let's go. Johnny Cash is awesome. Always will be. Yeah. And let's fast yeah, forward to, to Anna waking up in her car. Uh, airbags are deployed. Car's completely fucked up. And uh, honestly, it looks a lot like what my youngest kid did to a car once. It looks really similar to that. Um, <laughs> and Kenneth is outside. And he just looks at her and he's got a shotgun. And he yeah, just says, say, say something. something. Yep. And she just goes, and she says, please, 
please. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're walking down the tunnel. She's obviously following him. I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, there's, there's, there's safety in numbers, right? And then there's a whole bunch of gunshots. I'd follow Bing Rames. I'd follow Bing Rames anywhere, especially if he had a shotgun. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And if people were shooting, I just stand behind him because I could turn sideways and nobody could hit me. <laughs> right. There, there's no fucking that's just way. a big yeah. dude, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, 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 he's awesome. A tr- he's a tree trunk. <laughs> he's basically a tree trunk. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. He's just a, he's just a <laughs> big fella. From my knowledge, he's been in at least three zombie movies. He oh, was yeah. in. He was in this, he was in the Day of the Dead remake, and then he was in a movie called Zombie Apocalypse, which was a kind of a low budgie thing. Um He was which... in the Day of the Dead remake. I guess I need to uh-huh. rewatch that one. With with Mina Savari. Yep. Yeah. And then he was in um uh yeah, the it was a movie called Zombie Apocalypse, and it was that one was cool because they had like a zombie tiger at the end. That one was had oh, Ter- Taron Manning and some other people in it. It was it was better than it should have been, but not as good as it could have been. So one of those uh. movies. Gotcha. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see Quentin Tarantino direct a zombie movie, bro. That would be insane. Yeah, I think that would be a maze balls. Yeah, but I think we'd eventually come to the zombie gimp, and then everybody would be confused. Like, what am I? What am Dude. I supposed? Like, do I do I kill it or do I fuck it? I don't know. So the both. Zomb- yeah. the zombie <laughs> maybe gimp, both. Yeah, both. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, all zombie gimp applications. Email directly to the nightclub right. at Gmail, please. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please, please include pictures of your zombie gimp getup. Please, we'll right. See that. Join um, our Discord and share all your yeah. zombie gimp action. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so walking through that tunnel, there's a whole bunch of gunshots that ring out, um, and then we get into this really tense, uh, almost a confrontation, but not really. It's more of a like two deer locking heads in the woods, and then they kind of both give up and go their separate ways. But, and this is where we meet Andre, Michael, and Luda. And uh, Ving Rhames, uh, Kenneth, wants to keep walking. And he's like, well, should I go that way? And he's like, well, maybe if you had fucking wings, because the road's thick with those motherfuckers back there. And he's like, how do you know? He's like, because we already tried back when there was eight of us. And now there are only three. Holy uh, shit. So, I didn't catch that. Yeah, and then he's like, we're going to we're going to the mall, and then as they're coming up over that hill, and you see that chain link fence. That's the first time you see on the exterior of the mall a store called Galen Ross, who right. was who was Francine in the OG. And then they they get to that the whole getting inside um, where they're trying to prop open that door, and that's like the first like super fast running zombie you see. But again, really cool that they used an actual amputee for that scene. That's- yeah, the, yeah. the one armed guy. That's the yep. scene that I was talking about earlier where that yeah. when I saw this in the theater, that's the scene where I was like and I'm getting I'm getting the three songs right now because uh, the, the one the, the one issue I had with that scene is the guy, the actor's face, as he was running up, he was like this is not gonna go well on audio, but it was, but he was kinda like as he was running up, he just <laughs> he looked like he had to poop. That's what it was like. <laughs> like like he was running for the door because he had to poop. Just let yeah, me. He, in so he I thought see. they were nerds. Yeah. So <laughs> he was gonna poop on him. <laughs> so, but after the, there's like a two second scene of his face like that, that I just kind of went. Ugh. But the rest of it, when his when his stump arm comes in, and then like Ving Rams is like, open the door, and he like just boots him, just fucking boots him, and they close the door. They get into the mall. They end up in a store that's locked, and they can't get out of the store. So they throw a toilet through the window to get out. And that's that's what I okay. would do. I mean, yeah. well, I would too. I would. They did. Skin of a rig their way into and then, it. And then as they're as they're scouting through the mall, there's a, an instrumental version of "Don't Worry, Be Happy" playing, which is just beautiful. <laughs> um, it's just awesome. 
And so they're kind of just cruising the mall, trying to get things locked down or whatever else. And then they see the um, the water the water fountain zombie and the right. water the water fountain zombie is the guy's is the guy who they said fuck the fucker. I told him not to come downstairs. That's that's the guy. His name is Ben Cozine. And in the deleted scenes, he actually has like a, a pretty sweet. I think it's like a '68 or '69 Camaro in the parking garage that they talk about stealing. You know, they talk nice. about stealing Ben's car, but they kind of don't. But they pop around, and then they have Michael at the sports store, and then they have Andre at the entry door, and that's where you get the the zombie that comes up against the glass and is like, Ugh, and he gives the he gives the it's shatterproof motherfucker. He gives that line, which is kind of, or what does he say? He says it's shatterproof asshole. That's what he says, you know. Yeah. And then you have Michael in the sports store, and he he puts down his iron crowbar for a fucking croquet mallet. I'm like, I don't know, which what, is so silly. What planet he's fucking living on? What the fuck? He he wanted to be Shaun of the Dead, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Seems like a Shaun of the Dead weapon. <laughs> oh, well, well, definitely, mo- most definitely. And this is where we have between Kenneth fighting the guy in the fountain, and and then Michael fighting the guy in the in that backroom closet. We have our freight, our first really great practical effect, and that's the broken end of the croquet mallet through the head. Right. That that was completely practical. That was a a, a molded head that they shoved a wooden stick through. I mean, that's just for all the things that they could do with CGI, even back in 2004, that was fucking fantastic. But then they have the fight in the fountain. Kenneth gets his arm cut and then they all start running towards the elevator. Now we have CJ Barton, Terry are Paul Blart, the mall cops guys that show up. <laughs> um, and it's just a circus from here, but we also have a little bit of bad boss bitch from Anna. A little bit of just let's stay here for a little while. The caveat is they got is they got to hand their guns over, and he's like, "Well, I'm not handing my guns over." And it's like, and CJ says, "We can take your ass down to the Quality Inn if it's still there, Shack." Um, like <laughs> a fucking great line, just an absolutely great line. And so they hand over their guns and they get into sort of like the living quarters where these security guys have been living for the last. About 24 hours at this point, and they're watching TV, and pretty much the news is all bad. And I would, I would think at this point, Anna would know. Like I drove through all this bad shit. Like I could be on the news, cause like God damn, the the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And this ties back to the original, which uh, Ricky recently called um, Evil Dead Rise the popcorn version of an Evil Dead film. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they're all popcorn films. I think they all are too. And to clarify, I just think it's more popcorn, which I'm fine with. Right. More popcorn just just equals more gut rot, equals more diarrhea. So like, equals just... more fun for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I think this movie is the popcorn movie theater version of the OG. I think this is the ramped up, amped up. Mm. Let's 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 give everyone what they want. And 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 the OG was the more I mean, it was still silly, and they still had a lot of fun stuff in it, but I think the OG was the more um, storytelling version of it. I need it. my button so bad. I need my button so bad. <clears throat> Why? Travis, shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's a piece of me that agrees with you because it is more action-y and whatever else, but I also think that a lot of this movie, when we get a little bit farther in and they're trying to tell about people's backgrounds and things like that, I think this movie gets deeper into who the people are than the OG did. I think on the surface of the original, you have two cops, you have a helicopter pilot, and you have 
a lady who works as like the news director, you know, but they don't give you a ton more than other than obviously, um, obviously Flyboy and Francine have a relationship and she's pregnant. Okay. But like in this movie, they talk like uh, a dollar store, Tim Roth talks about being a dad and being a husband. You know, he talks about being a TV salesman. Bing Rames is like, you know, I don't want to follow a guy who sells TVs any more than a guy who steals them. I mean, so they do give you, I think, a little bit more depth into who our characters are. I'm not trying to take away from what this movie does go into. It does it does things actually that the OG didn't even do. Um, So I'm not I'm not I'm not taking away from it. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to say that this movie is the more fun version of the story for sure. Yes. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It's the more amped up. It's a, like, it's it's aliens versus alien. Yes, it's definitely a more fun version. You know what I mean? It's it's yep. like, it's almost like it's a sequel. You could argue that it's more bleak. I think you know the original is 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 more bleak. Just oh yeah. overall, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But, but then back to your point, Travis, about the first thing that she had to do is watch her husband get killed and run from him. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking bleak too. That's pretty. Fu- that's not that's to what, mention the ending. They definitely show you the darkness and what I call cosmic. You know, it, this movie's a well, little cosmic in its in its philosophy, not necessarily execution, but right in its philosophy, right? Because yeah, it, it's it's and it, it's closer to like Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I'd say you know what I mean, like. Well, but I think this movie this movie does something that I think when it comes to these like apocalyptic movies that nobody actually talks about if you're going to survive and you're going to keep your sanity you have to move on to the next thing and you have to do it quickly you have anna that moves on to um discount store tim roth pretty quickly you have uh nicole who moves well we haven't gotten to yet but but like moves on from her dad's death pretty quickly and everyone's just trying to get to the next thing and i think it it screams apocalypse that's what you'd have to do it's like okay you would have to well, but even that like, would be okay. the world now. You just have to exactly, deal with death exactly. faster, and you, and you have to adapt. You know? And I think that's the one thing. And they don't they don't ever really talk about it, but they do a good job of like, let's accelerate the pace of our emotional things that we have to go through, and let's just go. You know, I do like Ricky's comparison that it's like this version of Dawn of the Dead. I'm saying it's ramped up, but then he also compared it to Day of the Dead, where you do focus more on the characters a little bit. It's a good blend, and it's and it's bleak. And that's yeah. actually where I was going with it. It's like more character focused, but it's also bleak. I hadn't thought about it that way until you said it. Though. It's a very like, fucking fun movie too. So like, yeah, Snyder, man. Snyder, Snyder man. and <laughs> Snyder and Gun, bro. Snyder bro, and Gun knocked yeah. it out the motherfucker, bro. Yeah, they did. Well, and that's just it though. They they take you to a place where the whole fucking world is ending, but you have to take a little bit of time to like find a way to have fun to not go mental and we can jump ahead a bit like just to have a little fun before you die bro well exactly (laughs) that's all you can do bro yeah all you want to do is fucking record yourself before you die (laughs) well but the 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 fun thing for me to tie in i think i think really to the og 78 is that they still use news in this one like they did in the og the only Mm -hmm. difference is that you aren't seeing a a TV news producer and a helicopter pilot, what you you see is an electronic store with 75 flat screen TVs that you can watch the news on. And it's like, and that's where you get, I think it was more the, the retelling, but in the modern age where that's where we get our news, right? You don't get it from channel four at 10 o'clock 
on a Tuesday night. You get it all the time on whatever recurring news station that there is. And to that point, um, in the in the specials, in the extras on the DVD, there is an awesome thing called We Interrupt This Broadcast. Mm. If, if you have not seen that, you can find it on YouTube. Go and find it. Mm-hmm. It is fucking awesome. It is something that I I put on a TV and I put it in one of my windows and I have it playing every Halloween. There's a second thing on the special features and it's called Andy's Lost Tapes. Oh, it's, wow. It's, it's Andy from the gun store documenting his over, it's almost, it's 29 days, 29 days of him being secluded and what he has to go through, drinking water from his fish tank, doing all these things. It is so, oh, it is so fucking good. So, and I, I hate to say it, but yeah, you can find these things on YouTube. So go and find them and watch them because they're awesome. Well, it's, um, not, it's not. It's not long after they they all get together in the mall, though, that they do discover Andy across the way, right? Correct. Yes, they have their they have their sort of reckoning on the roof. They all decide that they need to <laughs> they need to put up help signs and board up weak spots and do all these other things. And they're all on the roof, and then they have what I call <laughs> what I call the mutiny. Okay. Um, Ricky, why, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Why are you laughing? I want to know because I think I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's because how he's saying it. Yeah, yeah. it's because he says the roof. The roof, I know. I know. <laughs> it's just I just don't. People over here always say the roof. I would challenge either one of you fuckers to spell roof, but whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I got you. It, more a question. Of, more a question of how many O's and U's the are there in it. Because that here. sounds like R U F F. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. So yeah, so they go into their they go into their thing where they're cleaning house, they're dumping bodies, and then we have again because it was the director's cut, we have that you know where they ask what are they and why are they coming here, and it's like maybe they're us, maybe they're just coming here out of out of instinct or whatever else, Mm -hmm. and then we basically have the um what I have labeled as greetings, Andy. And they see him across there and he holds up the big sign and he says, my name is Andy and I'm alone. And Andre says, fuck, he might as well be on the moon, you know? Yeah. And, and Andy, have... Andy is my biggest bay of the whole movie. I just yeah. want to point that out. Uh, yes, he absolutely is. Absolutely is. And I don't know, get... man. I've got a thing for Anna, but, <laughs> but Andy also. No, that's, yeah, that's fine. Well, but also Kenneth. Kenneth is uber bay too. Well, I Oh well, you're right. A hundred. This movie's full of bays, dude. CJ's bay too, bro. Yeah, not yet. He's not, but eventually Who? he gets bay. Oh yeah, CJ. Yeah. CJ. Yes, yep. He, he, yep. Be, he, he becomes bay, but at first, uh, at first he's that. kind of a racist dickhead and not. Cool. He's a fuck. He's a fuck. Yeah. Fuck that guy. God, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know that he's a racist. I think he's a he's a little tiny person with a little yeah. bit of, with a little bit of power, and he's wielding it. Because right. can. I only you know, say racist because he called being Rame Shack. <laughs> wow. Which is a which is which is a funny joke in of itself because he's like, oh, the a big black dude, I'll call him Shaq. But you no, know. I like. Uh, <laughs> well, I know. laughed. I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I laugh too. And sometimes you just gotta laugh at shit because it's funny and you gotta not overthink right. it. Um. Yeah. That's why he says you can take no, your ass yeah, on down to too, quality. There's too many shack. people today who yeah. overthink everything and they get so mad. That's, that's exactly right. And we try yeah. to be care- we try to be careful here, but we also think. No, I don't. Sometimes. I don't. Well, I do. I do. And sometimes. I don't. Sometimes. I'm not woke. Just, I'm not. But then I'm we also the not woke one. 
but then we also get to the point where where people Turns are out. <laughs> again in the <laughs> so because we were watching the director's cut we also had a scene where we had michael say these assholes are gonna get us killed we gotta do something um yeah and then there's a little bit of a monologue and then he's like and then andre is like hey officer how do you feel about uh following a guy that sells tvs and he's like uh, about as much as i like watching a guy that steals them and he's like i'm, <laughs> I'm not fucking following anyone i'm going to fort pastor get my brother and then we go back to the news thing again. And, and the news is a big, it's kind of a big thing here. They they like really kind of follow it. Yes. Hello, cat. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then we see um, Bart, who is kind of the, uh, I don't know, what is he? He's kind of like the middle of the road security guy. He's not CJ, who's kind of the leader. And he's not Terry, who's kind of like the, the innocent, dope, the innocent guy who's dopey and just wants to do right. Um, yeah. And he starts talking about the chick from Dairy Queen. And he was like, I would have tapped that shit for sure. You know, <laughs> and he's like, dude, everyone is dead. Your mom, you're dead. That chick from Dairy Queen. And he's like, yeah, I guess that sucks too. Wow. And then we, and then we have our boy, Ken for <laughs> Ken for the evangelist. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. Amazing cameo. <clears throat> yes. Well, well, amazing. But then at the same time, everything he talks about in the movie, yes. or in his monologue happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's like you have you have sex out of wedlock. That's Steve Vargas and Monica. You have man on man relations. He's talking about Glenn, the organ player, who's obviously gay. Um, and it's like, and you kill children, and that's the that's the baby. That's um Luda's baby being killed. Like so, I mean, I love how they tie it all together. Like mm-hmm. the th- th- this movie, one of the one of the beautiful things about it and the the story and the characters, there's no loose ends. There are no loose fucking ends. Everything gets tied up. Everything. And I love that. It's like, that's the completionist to me. It was like, yep, that's done. I can move on. I love it. That's what he ain't that skin of marine boy. No, I, I, the ambiguity, the ambiguity. Um, I was wondering when we're going to get, I know we're going to get there. And when we do get there, there's a certain scene with Glenn that I love. I absolutely <laughs> love. Oh yes. I love it. I Which love one's it so Glenn? Much. He he had the deepest blue eyes. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. It's okay. the best. Yeah. We will get there. We will get oh, there. I love that scene. I'm so sorry, but it's yes, the I best. Oh, it might. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, that might be my favorite scene. <laughs> so oh. good. Yeah. So good. Our pal Ken Faree, as the televangelist, gives us that his his mantra: "When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth." And yeah, we fade in tonight, and then Bart wakes up, and he's just stand up, and he's like, and he's at half cocked, and he's like, "It's the timer's dumbass, go turn him off." And he's like, "Nope, it's his turn." And he's like, "Sorry, rookie, shit rolls downhill." Then Anna, we have Anna locked in that room, and she's like, "Hey, the toilet in here doesn't work." And uh, Terry was like, I'll tell CJ. And she's like, I'm telling you. Another bad, right. just bad boss bitch moment. I just love it. And so they get opened up. They get let out. And now we're into into uh, the restroom where Andre and Kenneth have their, like, where we find out that Kenneth is a guy that goes to church and all that shit. And Andre is obviously not that guy. You know, and he basically says, I'll tell you what. Go in the stall, say five Hail Marys, wipe your ass, and you and God can call it even. I <laughs> something about that is just like even people that are of faith and 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 have a strict thing are like have like fucking had it. Now we're on the roof, and CJ is like, "Who let you out? You know, and who gave you permission to loot all the fucking stores?" 
But then we have the truck. The truck shows up. Yes. Uh, and everybody kind of wants to help except for CJ because it's like if we let the wrong person in here, then I'm fucking dead and I don't want to die. And this like, is what he's he's ultimate douchebag McGee. He goes to he he goes to prick level eleven. Absolutely agree. Yes. And he's like, <laughs> he's like no one no one here is sick and I'm going to keep it that way. And then, but th- then you have which, Anna- uh, which is understandable, but it's like, come on, dude, look at it. He, start, look at he starts pointing the gun at everybody. Like, yeah, everybody. I'm gonna kill yeah. you. I'm gonna well, kill but, you. Well, but then Anna's line is like, he's like, how do you know they're not all fucked up? And she's like, well, they're driving a truck. Oh, and right. Shooting guns, you know. And then Anna has that get that gun on my fucking face, and she's like, ooh, look at the mouth on her. Someone should teach her how to use it. And then we have what mm-hmm. I have listed as the mutiny. Terry's in on it, obviously. Yes. They, they call him all kinds of names. You can get us all killed, blah, blah, blah. My boy. It's, yep. And then we have this truck that's coming in really hard. And uh, Michael says, we're going to open that door. And Andre says, what are the, what are the funny of your lines being? He's like, you better throw that bullshit right out your head. <laughs> For some reason, I just love that. And then and then he's like, we're going to go. And then he pushes on the door and the bolt, this, there's actually a steel physical bolt yes. still locked. And he's like, Come on, man. <laughs> he opens it up. <laughs> and then they go out there and everyone's like, no, go back inside. We're fine. And they're like, oh, fuck. You know, and then they, because there was still, I think, six more people inside the truck. And then we get inside and we get to meet the new folks. And we have the bloated woman. We have Glenn. Oh, yeah. And he's the organ player. We have Nicole. She's the daughter. We have Frank. He's the dad. We have Tucker, the kind of trucker hat, redneck with the bad ankle. We have Steve Vargas, the douchebag. We have Norma, the truck driver. My, my favorite. I, I, well, and Norma, Norma's awesome. The big bloated lady, super gross. She grosses me out. <laughs> she, and, well, al- she is, and also, she is. Steve, Steve is just American psycho. Well, and they talk about, um, you know, trying to get, get people like kind of sort of semi up to speed. And they're like, Hey, we're going to try to go to Fort Pastor. And it was like, was the, was it the same person that told us to go to St. Verbena? Cause that place was fucked up. And, they start talking to Norma, who is honestly, Norma has got the biggest probably balls in this entire movie. Other than maybe and, Anna. Anna's got big the, balls too. And yeah. Norma has the best grandma hair of all time. Oh, yeah. And, and she just talks about hearing him over the CB. And she's like, so I just went there and picked him up. And Michael's like, well done. And she's like, thanks. And then you have fucking Steve Vargas, the fucking rich prick with the boat, who's oh. like, when you two fellows are done blowing each other, maybe Davy Crockett can tell us what the deal is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god! And then, well, then you have Ving Rhames charging in, and he's got his duffel bag, and he's like, "Whose rig is that? Can I borrow it?" And he's like, "I'm gonna go get my brother." And he's like, "Oh, forget Fort Pass. That place is fucked. We just came from there." And he's like, "Is everyone there dead?" And they're like, "Yeah." It's like, "Is everyone there dead?" And he's like, "Well, dead-ish. Like they fell down, then got back up and started eating each other." And then Michael's trying to tell him that's like, we could really use you here. And he's like, fuck y'all. And Mm -hmm. then Steve Vargas fucking vote again. Yeah. He's like, nice. You guys have all bonded over this tragedy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, so he's up on the roof and this is when they finally started talking to Andy. And and he says, he says, he says, Fort pastor gone, no help coming. And then Andy says, so what's the bad news? Wow. Um, and that was one of those things where it was like, for me, it was like, okay, so 
people have accepted where they are and maybe we have a chance to push forward. Maybe. And also, you know? also though, does Andy have a tie-in as well to knowing what's going on? Does he have a police scanner? Does he? What does Andy know? Because, he, like how you said, the way he responded, it's it's funny. It's funny in the movie, but it also makes me think about his character and what he's got going on over there. Because we don't. I would love a version of this film where we follow it through Andy's eyes. Oh yeah, I would love that, that would be dope. Well, and I would gonna, honestly love that. I'm I'm going to say again, buy the DVD or the Blu-ray and watch the special feature because you will get Andy's lost tapes and you'll see it through his perspective. There you and, go, motherfuckers. And Andy is definitely well, he owns a gun store, okay? So he's not a fucking bleeding heart liberal that, hey. that eats that eats tofu and all that bullshit. He's got a <laughs> A specific he always well, got a specific mindset, right? We so he's alienate people. No, I'm just saying <laughs> he's like woke, bitch. <laughs> he's he's well no, but he's he's borderline. I'm leaving all this in now. <laughs> borderline prepperish, right? He's borderline so like Fuck yeah. I'm, the mil- the military being gone to him is not news and it's not bad news either. He's right. just like, Okay, so I'm taking care of myself. Okay. In his in his mind in, in his yeah. mindset, he's ready for it. It just sucks for him that he's stuck at his goddamn store instead of at his house. Exactly right. Yeah. So, but he's but he's prepared, except mm-hmm. for the whole food and water thing, but that comes up later. Um, right. So then you see Frank and Nicole, and Frank is Max Headroom. Nicole is bay as fuck. Anybody disagree? Nicole cute. Yeah, she cute. Oh, no, she's not bay though, huh? She's just cute. She bay. Okay. No, she okay. bay. She cute. Okay. And um, Frank has Norma's wife. also bay, but not because she cute. Can we all say that we're all Bay? Sure. I think so. I think so. Okay, we're all Bay. The nightclub's Bay. We're oh, bay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Completely fine, yeah. Bay. Yeah, yeah there, is, bay. there is nothing on this earth that is Bayer than the nightclub. We are the, goddamn we are right. the literal goddamn definition right. of Bay. Yeah. Everything, everything else has to live to our standard and nothing even comes close. <laughs> Just fucking saying. Just saying. I agree. I agree. Hell a thousand yeah. percent grind out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Keeping it 100. Okay. So, so we see Frank and Nicole. Nicole is bay as hell, but yeah. Frank Frank has bites. But mm-hmm. we but we also, I mean, as a zombie fan, you know that the bites are bad, but in the movie terms, you don't really know that yet. And then we yeah. go to the bloated woman, and Anna's watching over her, and she's like, I've never seen an infection this bad with no fever. And fucking Terry's like, well, she's cold. That's good, right? And it's like, um, no. <laughs> and then... <laughs> She basically sort of dies, you know, and then she stands back up and then bad boss bitch fucking Anna takes her down with the fucking fireplace poker. And then we we pop ahead a little bit and they're having like the bar discussion. And she's like, I think it's the bites. You know, it's it's the bites that killed them and the bites that brought them back. So trivia for earlier, you could have won, Travis, but you didn't. You lost. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like. <laughs> So what do we do? Do we contain them? Do we lock them up? And it's like, they're too dangerous to keep them around. And it's like, then you have this like sort of awkward moment of like Nicole and Frank saying goodbye after Anna has basically said, hey, Michael's coming here to kill you. And he's like, bruh, the way she just walks up to him and says, Michael's coming to kill you. And he doesn't believe her at first. Yeah, he's like, what? He doesn't believe her because why would he? Yeah, and he's still smiling. It's it's effective. (laughs) It's oh, so it's, effective because yeah. this I'm, part is genuinely fucking sad, bro, yeah, like yes. and bleak. And man, this yeah. this movie's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like what he's saying. I like what Ricky what you're saying because 
same thing on, on on my side like the way she goes in and just says it michael's coming to shoot you he's coming to kill you and he he follows right in behind her with a gun in hand you you love cosmic shit i know that you do this is the logic hammer coming down and it comes down hard you've been bitten it's only a matter of time right just i and it's so this is this is the moment in this movie where it like drew the line like right down the middle of the movie and went okay we're going to a completely different movie but sometimes it's hard to be cosmic and that's yeah. why this scene is so fucking sad yeah. bruh yeah. yeah and and the guy who plays frank kills it right here you know like they, they all kill it it's yeah. it's an amazing scene it's one of the best in the film and they're they're kind of starting to say goodbye but then they pop away to andre and luda and they're having this conversation. She's talking about, like, I can't have the baby here. They're discussing names. And she wants a Russian name. And he wants an African name. Um, mm-hmm. God damn, then, why can't they have both? I think they I would, probably... I would combine. I would combine the names. I'd be like, yeah, boy, we're going to have this African-Russian baby. Oh, yes. Uh, it's going to be named, I... like, Vladimir, Vladimir Zulu. <laughs> Little baby Vladimir one. Zulu. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna come fit. up later. That's gonna this... be the baby because Vladimir Zulu gets 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 the gat. After we have our goodbyes, we have Frank in the room, and then we have Kenneth walk in, and Frank says to him, "Are you gonna watch every sickle second?" And he's like, "Yeah, brother." And mm-hmm. then we have we have Anna and Michael, and she's like, "I'm glad you didn't shoot him." You yeah. know, and he's like, "Yeah." And then you hear this screech, and then this, and then a shotgun blast, and then we have. Oh shit! That Richard Cheese. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your head and let it flow into me. They're playing chess, and Andy, from afar, probably through his sniper scope, smokes Kenneth in chess, and he's like, we need a new game. And then we pop, we have Monica, who's in the Galen Ross store, trying on some of the sweetest red and black lingerie that uh, Daddy likes. We have <laughs> we have, we have Glenn trying on shoes. We have, Which is fun. You have Nicole and Terry kind of stargazing. Um, you have Michael and Anna watching Animal House. Of all, like of all movies, <laughs> Animal House, you know. Right. And then you have uh, you have Kenneth working out. He's just pumping iron. And then you have Steve banging Monica. Yeah, this is, is my favorite. And that American is Psycho yeah. style. With this is what lets me know that Steve is a fucking just. American he is Psycho. Not, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, up. he is a psychotic man. He, I hate this guy. I I, I want to say it right now for all the listeners. You watch this movie. I hate Steve. I like hating him. I'm glad Steve's the worst. He's movie. a fun character. Yeah, yeah. he's oh, fun to hate. Yeah. You love to hate him. Oh, I you do. Hate yeah, him. I love him. But oh, that, I hate mo- him. that moment you love to hate he's him. like, yeah, where yeah. he's like, oh, that's sarcasm. That's awesome. The captain, <laughs> the captain never works alongside his men, so y'all have a good one. <laughs> that is so fucking. And good. then he takes the boat keys. <laughs> yeah, <his> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, that is so good. <laughs> Get up, come on, get down with the 
And then you have Steve Vargas, who apparently likes golf and fucking, is on the roof just like teeing off and hitting golf balls into the crowd. And then you have this probably one of the funniest moments of the, like the truly funniest moments of the movie where you have CJ and Bartner locked in and there's, it's yep. the, top, the top 10 ingredients to a successful relationship. And he's like, well, I'll just fast forward to the top three. Like he listens to me. He tells me he loves me. And he's like, trust, trust is the number one ingredient to a successful relationship. And then we go from that, which is like making you feel very human to the blistered, pus-filled, ridden Jay Leno getting his head blown off in the parking lot. Yes. That is yeah. such a fucking jolting transition. <laughs> like, just like, oh, I was feeling, <laughs> I was feeling good there. And like, nope. The celebrity zombie scene yep. now. Yeah. And then, and then Burt Reynolds. No. Which, no. They do Jay Leno first. Then they do Burt Reynolds. And apparently yeah, Travis. Not, yeah. Travis this is, is not Burt Reynolds. This is Jim Carrey. In me, myself, and Irene. That's who it is. That's who it is. He looks like he looks like Hank. I never. Oh my god. Yes, with the mustache and the way his hair looks, I'm like that ain't Burt Reynolds. Cause I have to ask then: Is James Gunn whitey? Then is that so? So after they smoke Burt Reynolds slash Jim Carrey, now I see uh, it and, and I get it. You have the the eyebrows from Andy, where he's like, "Yep, do you see how good I am?" Which I absolutely fucking love. Uh-huh. But then you have then you have Anna like, "You guys all like had rough childhoods, right? Kind of rocky, <laughs> you know." And she's like, "Sweetheart, you have my permission. If I ever turn on one of those things, blow my fucking head off." And she's like, "Oh, count on you it. You can count on that." <laughs> and then we. And then we jump to Travis's favorite part where we have Glenn giving his life story oh, to man. both to when both Glenn's, Bart, when Glenn's and CJ. telling Bart and CJ yeah, yeah. about how Todd, he, like Todd. how he came out and stuff yeah. and Todd yeah. and yeah, oh yeah. It's so funny. He was dude. he was he was building it's a deck in our best. backyard. He had the deep <laughs> he had the deepest blue eyes. <laughs> the deepest blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, and it's not, it's not my favorite scene because, like, I, I would, I would be like, hey, hell yeah, dude. But, but it's, because... it's funny because these dudes, like, mm-hmm. these dudes are just not the type of dudes that can be receptive to any other type of lifestyle choice other than theirs. Well, or right. any, any, you know, anybody's life story. Anybody, exactly. Just anybody. like there's no lifestyle choice other than theirs that appears yeah, valid yeah, to them. Yeah, gay. So straight. you have this openly yeah, gay man yeah. now giving <laughs> yeah. his life story yeah. to them, and yeah. it's the best because you can tell yeah. they're in pain. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I, I'm there. I'm there for it a thousand percent because I'm like, "Yeah, Glenn, tell yeah. them." Fuck those motherfuckers. Tell them, Tell motherfuckers. them all about it. So we have now Andre. He's back at the bar, the bar top at Hollow Grounds. And he's <laughs> and he's asking about some kind of like lemon additive and whatever else. And people are asking about Luda and how she's doing. And he's like, no, we're fine. You know, and <laughs> so then you have then you have uh uh Kenneth saying goodnight to Andy, and then we have this thing about everyone's talking about their lives and I love um, Andy and Kenneth's little bromance uh, they have. It's great. Oh, it's fucking sweet. It's absolutely sweet. They're playing yeah. chess and they're fucking shooting. I mean, uh, playing chess and shooting zombies. I mean, you really fucking Hell can't yeah, go wrong. You can't. I mean, well, I mean, they, they, yeah, I mean, it'd be better if they were playing D and D, but okay. Yeah. Chess. Hell yeah. 
So everyone's talking about their lives and Michael has had all of these different jobs. And then fucking Steve Vargas, the fucking golf swinging boat prick that he is, is like, he's like, eh, it's such a shame. This apocalypse thing is holding you back, you know, because right. he's like, had all these shitty jobs. And he's like, and then they're like, what, what was your worst job? And he was like, being a husband. He's like, I tried three times, got a pink slip all three times. And he's like, how about your best job? And he's like, I think I was best at being a dad. And that is the part that fucking hits you, right? Right. It it takes a hold of your heart. It pulls it out of your asshole. It shows it to you. It's just <laughs> so hard. I it's I I hate that scene. But then we have our blackout. Power goes off, and then we but then we bounce over to Luda, and Luda at this point is basically crowning. Right. We have the group of guys going down into the parking garage, and this is when CJ gives his trust. It's a primary ingredient in a relationship. And they give him an axe instead of a gun. You know? Mm. Um, Ving Rams comes down and he's like, are you coming with us? And he's like, no, you're coming with me. I've done this before. They go into the garage and they're just, they're looking around trying to figure out where these generator things are. And that's when they find Chips the dog. And it's right. like, well, see, there can't be anything down here because otherwise it would have eaten him. And then the fucking pipe walking fucking orangutan zombie gets on gets on gets on to Bart and Bart gets fucking chowed and then we have that the come on baby light my fire scene where they use the gas pumps and just fucking yeah, burn the yeah. shit out of everything then they pop back over and the baby's coming and at this point Luda is kind of yucky like before she was pretty hot now she's kind of definitely gone onto the yucky side of things like mm-hmm. Ricky, Ricky was saying Ricky what you were saying oh bro yeah they're <laughs> Luda and Andre are so like gross and sweaty looking. He, like aside from the fact that she's a zombie now, like they're just all gross and sweaty looking in this scene. They look like they live in Louisiana right now. Yeah, they look they look like they live outside in Louisiana all the time. So Norma goes to check on what's happening and the baby has been born and Andre has the baby. And oh my god. Luda is now tied, roped, belted, bungee corded, every other fucking thing to this bed. I do like the belt in the mouth. That kind of works for me, but that's yeah. just me. Well, yeah, he, was um, to, he was trying to put that in there and she kept yeah. snapping at him. I like Gnarly. that. Yeah. 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 And then he gives the like, what are you going to do? You're going to come in here and take my family? And then they have like the shootout where both Norma and Andre die. And then we have the fucking creepy ass screechy baby that somebody has the wherewithal to smoke and be doing Vladimir say, Zulu. Uh, <laughs> Vladimir Coney. <laughs> uh all all can of I, that. All of can that. I yes. say real quick about this scene. Mm-hmm. This yeah. shit always fucked with me. Like, even from when I first saw it to now now more so than ever, but like the baby that that I know, Ricky. I know you love it. I know you love it. I love it because it kind of looks a little goof to me, yeah. the zombie baby. But but it's still fucked up. <laughs> it, it and and I agree though. It does. It is a little goof. It really is. Like yeah, it looks cause like, it, just because oh. the way it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but you see this little zombie baby, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. little zombie baby, and then little they, zombie baby never stood a chance, bro. No. Keep well, on rocking in the free in. world. Then you would have not like you, you. You would not have liked the original version then, because the original the original version has the baby killing the mother. Damn. Yeah, that's even keep more. On, keep on yeah. rocking in the free world too. Then. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, the original well, version was apparently much, much bloodier, much gorier, and they literally took it out because it was too much. They went. So the baby out. was gonna like eat the way out, eat its Pretty way much. out of her or something. Pretty much. Yep. In the original, I would, hmm? I would that love would be to see that. Yeah, that would be dope. That's just too much, you know, because you get to see this baby and it has the white walker eyes and whatever else, and but it's like they're like, nope. There's a zombie inside the mall. We gotta kill it. And just yeah. yeah, and that's but that's Anna again being being boss bitch. Just like yeah, fuck it. She 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 really yeah. does in that scene be become boss bitch because she yeah. walks up straight up and shoots that baby in the fucking baby head. In that little soft head. Yeah. She shoots that baby in the soft spot, boy. And it's right in its little soft spot. Right in that oh, yeah, soft that shit would that shit would go off like a rotten cantaloupe. Just boop, boop, boop just everywhere. Oh, just God, like with no. nothing. No, no, uh-uh. Uh, well, and now we have the big... Shit. The yeah. baby shit in the movie makes me laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, but now we have our oh. now we have our big conversation, our big talk. The group is mm-hmm. like, okay, shit's gone south. Things are looking sour. Ving Rhame gives his, uh, you know, better him than me speech. You Which know, is, is a 10. It is, it is, and it's like, are we surviving or are we just waiting here to die? And then we get into the uh, couple of Steve Vargas asshole comments, and then we have CJ come in and go like, are we going to fix up some vans with some aluminum siding and do all this? And, I was like, and they're like, pretty much, and he's like, okay, fuck it, I'm in. Right. And then, we, and then we go into the, let's build some cool vans montage, and I just... Right. It's love still it. it's so I, fun. Well, I I love it because of the sparks and because of all that shit. But I also love it because fucking dollar store Tim Roth gets laid out of it while right. holding right. while holding a chainsaw of all things. Right, right, right. And now we have the well, okay. So we don't have much for armaments. So what are we gonna do? They've got like twelve shotgun shells. Yep. We have our big discussion about are we gonna basically are we gonna get busy living or get busy dying? Right. Um. Total Shawshank moment. Like this, mm-hmm. what are we gonna do? And then we have Ving Rhames up on the roof, and he has his big poster board, and he's like, five more days." And then, and then you have Andy with his spray painted on ribs. I'm just, hungry. Just it just says hungry. Oh. And then we have, you know, the group talking about how, you know, he's a sharpshooter. He has the gun store. We're gonna need him. And then you have Steve Vargas with his. Well, let's just all draw straws, and the loser runs across the parking lot with a ham sandwich. I, wow. I just one more reason to fucking hate that. Yeah, fuck more. him, fuck that guy. And then I want to feed him my fucking hog sandwich. <sighs> so, and then Bing Ramos has an idea, and they decide to send the dog across the parking lot. And it turns out that the zombies don't really care about the dog. But they didn't know that when they let, when they lowered that motherfucker down on the rope, though. <laughs> I don't like I don't like this scene. I don't like it. I'm gonna say right now, that's a risky move, and I'm not about this. I'm glad it worked out, but I don't like it. Well, but it's it's the lowest common denominator of people You're that not are, wrong. Or, of, of things of, of things or people that may die. It's the lowest common denominator. Yes, yes. they get the dog over there. The dog gets there, brings them some food, but the zombies do get inside. And yeah. we we finally get to hear Andy's voice. He's like, "Can you hear me? Hello." And he's like, "I'm dinged up pretty bad." Mm-hmm. And he gives those, "Damn, those bastards bite hard." And he's like, "Should we uh, tell them?" And he's like, and "It's like no, no they all nope, agree nope. no." Yeah, nope. I like right. I like that they all agree to not make Andy 
scared at this point. Like, but they don't want to tell him like, dude, you're fucked now. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Like, I, I, I like that. I like that they didn't tell him. I, I know it's fucked, but it's you know, fucked either way, either you're gonna tell him and ruin the rest of his short ass life, or you're gonna not tell him and at least let him die with some kind of hope. Yeah, yeah, you exactly, know, like, dude. Fuck. Well, but see, he's a but he's a gun guy, and he's 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 preparation. I would have told him so he could have gone on his own terms. I would. Well, told him. okay. Well, that's a whole different perspective, and well, because yeah. then they could then they could have gotten over there, and he, and he would not have been much of a threat. Not that he was much of a threat when Nicole decides to jump okay. in the truck and drive across the goddamn parking lot, crash into the front of the fucking store, and go inside the store. You know, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I found Andy. He's he's uh, there's blood everywhere and whatever else." And they look across the parking lot and they see Andy writing on a sign, you know? And he looks through the binoculars and it's just fucking blood smears, you know? That's so crazy, dude. Yeah. That is a crazy... That that, oh. that imagery is awesome. It, absolute, it absolutely is. And then we have our... I want a of, shirt with Andy on it holding up that blood sign. <laughs> that would be a dope shirt. No, yeah. I, I, no I completely do too. And then we have our guys that are like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going over there. And there's a sewer system at the bottom of the mall. And they're like, well, fuck it. We're going to we're gonna go in. Uh. I did that wrong. I meant, I meant to mute it, and then I didn't mute it. Um, no, it's good. It's they, 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 they leave Steve Vargas in charge of the door, which is Holy I burp and fart on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, burp and fart and fucking uh, shit and throw up and everything well, else. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what, I'm, I am sorry. I will submit my resignation right now. <laughs> Keep going and, with your Vargas, boy. <laughs> um, so this, this whole sewer scene, there's parts of the back and forth that I love and hate. For the most part, I fucking love it. One cool thing is that when they get into Andy's store, you can hear the music from the 78 Dawn of the Dead playing in the background. Yes. Yes. Which is fucking fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. They get in there. They find Andy. He's attacking a locker that Nicole is hiding in. And you just have uh, Kenneth just going, sorry, brother. And then boom. And that effect, that effect, his head exploding, all practical. When you told me that, when you you told me that last time, that blew my mind. Like Andy's. (laughs) (laughs) Same here, dude. Last night when you told me that, when we were watching it together, and you said that was a practical effect, I'm like, what? Because that's one of the best head blown Exploding heads ever. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Really good. Really good. Well, and if you see that, if you look at the extended cuts on the special features, the whole scene, the head explodes, the scalp goes up in the air, and then the scalp comes right back down on the stump and then it kind of falls off. It's so beautiful. But it was all <laughs> it, but it was all practical. Well, and I and I love this. So it's like like CJ has a plan to get them out. And this is where CJ starts to get a little bit of a redemption story. Yeah. And, and then you have Nicole say, How are we gonna know if it works? And then there's a huge explosion that rattles the whole shop, and then we're off and going. That's the one that I wish we would have saw, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to see what, what was happening there, but yeah. we do get one coming up. So um, I, I hold my tongue. Yeah. Well, and we get back, we get back into the sewers um, and they're trying to get in there. Everyone's packing in. Everything's crowded. There's fucking zombies everywhere. And Tucker 
falls into the sewer and breaks both of his legs when he hits the ground. Oh. And and CJ just grabs him by the scruff of the neck, hands him two pistols, and says, "Let's fucking go." Yeah, and just boy. yeah, bro. And that's when I think like he's hit the high point. Maybe not quite the high point, but like a really high point on his redemption arc where he's, he's like going back to help people. Yes. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. And at the very end though, Tucker's getting attacked. He's getting chewed up and he just says, Shoot me. And he actually shoots him. Because and he CJ, knows CJ is the boy the man for that. Like yep. that's yep. that's what's up. Like, yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, he's you, definitely you the chain in this crew. Oh. But yes. he's I mean he's 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 dragging a grown man through a fucking sewer. And for, oh, yeah. for all the listeners right now at this point in the he's film, Shane we're, we're in the climax. Like we're we're in there. Like everything's happening now, and it's going to only continue to get more and more insane. Oh, definitely. We're definitely past the ear nuzzling. We're definitely past the nipple play. We are in there, and there's pre cum. Absolutely. Yeah. You bet. Oh, you better shit. know kind of. You better know cunnilingus. Oh now. yes. You better be a cunnilinguist. Yes, because you got to get that. <laughs> and this scene coming up the stairway. And when you know that, like, their fortress has basically been breached, and it's time to fucking go. And so many, so many scenes of like Vin Rams with the shotgun and the sparks when he's shooting. Um, mm-hmm. Most of that's actually bullshit. That wouldn't happen, but it's still super fun. Right. It's still super fun. Well, and then they <laughs> they get to the they get to the elevator to the whole crowd. They're going upstairs, and CJ says, "I love this song." Yeah, that's totally. Cool. But totally improvised. There was no music playing. They they had to put music in the elevator afterwards because he said oh, that. Oh shit! Which That's is just funny. awesome. Damn. Yeah, and they they pile in the uh, the mall minivans or the mall transport vans or whatever else. Oh yeah, they got their modified fucking shit. And then yeah. it's it's time to go. This is this honestly is what I I picture you driving up to work in every day in one of these vans. Like I just <laughs> I, that, that's what I think. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, would would you drive the one with the plow on it? Um, I want, I want the one with the fucking chainsaw in the side. Like, I, that's the one I want. Yeah, that one's dope too. But I don't know. I just want the plow. I just I want, want to I want plow the plow. them zombies. Yep, I want to get shit out my way. I do. I do. I'm not. Y'all are right. Y'all are both right. By the way, but this is when I finally am like, oh, Steve did something. He finally did something. Because when they're fucking crashing through the streets, they're fucking trying to get away. Oh. Steve, Steve finally chainsaw some motherfuckers through the fucking side of the van. And I'm like, it's so good. All this gore, all this action, all of this. Bruh. Bruh. He should have figured Bruh. out how to turn the chainsaw off before things yeah. got too uh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with his, with his fucking with his... dumbass. His perfect, his perfect side chops and his fucking hairy ass forearms, and he's just yeah. In the parking lot, still though, we have CJ with the propane tank. Oh, yeah, awesome. the boy. Yeah, and then we have the. Uh, it's time to clear the road. Our our Independence Day line. Time to clear the road, and just the big zombie holds it up, and just boom! Oh, and firestorm. Oh. What do you think that zombie was doing with the thing above its head he, like that? He, he was like the orc in fucking Yeah, he's the, like that he, He's like the yeah. fucking Uruk High guy, the berserker <laughs> one, carrying <laughs> yeah. that bomb like like it's yeah. the Olympics. Yeah. Running into the yeah. Oh, fucking... like he has the torch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I win. <laughs> and then boom. Yeah. Oh, and then he's fucking, Ricky, and, and then he, then he's fucking cat food. Well, yeah. now we have our 
mad chase to the city. This fast super chase to the city. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the first bus crashes, and it's like, they're like, oh, wait, wait, we lost one, we lost one. And Steve Vargas is deciding to go all chainsaw. Glenn has the chainsaw, and they're going to, like, just start cutting and cutting and cutting. And then we have Monica getting cut the fuck up by the chainsaw. Yeah, Steve <laughs> didn't know how to turn it off because he's no. a dumbass. Dude, this scene is so... It's it, it, it's the kind of fucking reaction in the film that you're like, what the fuck? Like, god damn, guy. You, you, done, you done fucked up your own people. You, you, you're, you're sucking. You're sucking hard right now. Cause... Oh, totally. But I will say this. Go to special features again on the DVD and you will see how they did that scene. They took Monica. They cast her whole entire body and they made that section of her a replaceable cartridge that they could chainsaw through over and over because it, they didn't get it on the first take. Oh, wow. So Damn. it was a replaceable thing where they could like take the silicone mold and chainsaw through it, pull it out, put another one in, chainsaw through it again. Because the way it looks in the film, out. it looks legit. It looks like he really cut that chick for well, real. It, it does. And yeah, then, amazing. And then, well, And then we have our friend Steve Vargas who comes out of the van and he checks his loads and does whatever else. And there's a blood dripping on him. And then he looks up. And then he finally gets fucking zombied. And it's about fucking time. Because, like, right. I, yeah. Yeah. I've been rooting for this fucking guy to die from 10 seconds after I met him. So right. it's like just Damn. somebody kill this bitch already. You know? We, we come full circle. Bro, and, and, yeah. and when he comes out of the van, <clears throat> he fucking hears Kenneth in there. And he yeah. closes the door on him, dude. Kenneth puts his hand out. He puts his hand out, like, help me. And he's like, nope, and closes the door. And he closes. He, he like, doesn't even walk you. away. He just closes the fuck door you. on him. Like, yeah. god damn, bro. Yeah. And then Anna fucking smokes Steve Vargas. And, oh. Yeah. yeah she, she smokes fulfilled him. her promise. Oh, she yep. did. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I can promise you that. She's like, yeah. finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. And then the horde is coming in finally. You know, and everyone's trying to pile back in the van. And she goes back to get the keys. Yeah. Because well, she nobody, but nobody knows that, you know. Right. And he's like, What the hell were you doing? And she holds up the little floaty with the boat keys. Right. You know? And then we start basically finally heading for the docks. And she does a she does a pretty good bob and weave to get around some of this shit. But then unbeknownst to us, as they get to the dock and CJ has become now the Beastmaster zombie killer that we all kind of hoped he would become. Yeah. Anna shows the keys. They get to the dock. They break through the gate. And it's like, okay, here's our boat finally. And he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to stay here. And she's like, why? And she's like, I'm back cosmically in enlightened now. Yep. <laughs> well, he shows her I a have bike. no choice. Well, You're talking her... about Michael. You're talking about Michael yes, right Michael. now. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Shows her, he shows her a bite, you know, and it's like back when they jumped yeah. on us. Everybody escapes onto the dock, and you have CJ in there who's doing his, like, last heroic thing, you know? And he literally gives a line, yeah, fucking figures. And he blows the whole goddamn thing up. Yeah. Right. But so, then we have Michael on the dock who's like, I can't go. And this is this is one of the, like, for, for all that Anna's been through, for all that we know Michael's been through, he's probably lost three ex-wives and 17 children. Um, <laughs> it's like you don't want him to lose this, but like mm -hmm. he he actually like makes the best decision that he can to just say, yeah. "I can't." You yeah, know? he makes yeah. the right decision, yeah. bro, not to put them yeah. in danger. 
Yeah, and he's like, I'm just gonna sit here and watch the sunset. And it's so somber, and like, oh. just the shots of like, while he's standing there on the dock, and they're drifting slowly away, and then you see fucking Ving Rhames with the American uh-huh. flag by him, drifting away, and he's like, you sure you wanna do this, man? America. It's America! <laughs> like, dude, like, yeah, just... Yeah, no, totally, totally. All, yeah. this, all this is just shot so beautiful right here, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and it just, it just, he just, it just, he just the does tone, this. Yeah, and the tone shift oh, right here is just, because it's been so go, 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 and it just, it takes, it's like, now it's somber, you know, like, I, I, I love it, I love this it. This is the, this is the day of the dead moment. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I, I, at least the way I, like, based no. on what you said earlier and the way I'm looking at it now and how you're saying the tone does shift. And I agree with all that. Like, I think this is this is like the more somber Day of the Dead moment where it's the characters actually fucking having a moment. And yeah, Ving Rhames. And all, be- and all in a way realizing like they're on borrowed time. You know, they all, I think they all know it. It's like, you know, sooner or later it's going to happen. Well, you know, the- either you're going to get yeah. bit or you're going to starve to death or some other group is going to come across you and kill you and take all your shit like that's <laughs> that's the world you live in now you're on borrowed time and it's, it's fucking cosmic as fuck and it's epic <laughs> well, well yeah this is this is where the, the universe takes a hammer to your roller coaster right right you, you have your ups and your downs and your ups and downs and pretty soon the ups and downs are not that tall the downs are not that deep and it just becomes flat and you're just trying to fucking survive but but to Ricky's point, there's something about Michael standing on that dock as like he says, "I'm just gonna watch the sunset." And he does that little thing where he squints a little bit, right? But but then he just puts a gun underneath his chin, and right. everyone's yeah. everyone's selling off, and then there's just this gunshot. And they watch it, dude. I wouldn't oh. be able to watch that shit. Anna watches. Anna's a boss bitch, like Grindhouse she said. She's, she's a bad. She is a bad boss bitch. She's I would. Yeah, movie. but that doesn't mean she has to watch it, dude. She does. Well, she, she's a I'll, sociopath again now. I'll, that's what, well, I'll tell you. I'll, full circle. I'll tell you what, buds. I'll tell you what, buds. Mrs. Grindhouse is Anna. She totally is, yeah. and and I love that about her. She's a bad boss bitch. Almost nothing wavers her. She is just fucking whatever the thing is. She's fucking committed, and she's gonna get it fucking done. And I love it's that. I love that. I love Mrs. that. Mrs. can't wait to till you commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to Miss Grindhouse. Oh. oh. Well not oh, not for that, for the, oh. the school and oh, stuff. Oh, oh my bad. Oh I thought I I thought you were talking about being married to me, because yes, congratulations to her for being married to me. Yeah, she's she well, that a, too, but she, she she got a winning fucking lottery ticket there, didn't she? <laughs> you babe ball. You babe. You babe Oh boy. Well But I, yeah, just the way the way this is shot and the music the way it swells like yeah man like Snyder knocked this motherfucker out the park dude uh-huh. and mm-hmm. then and then we get the real ending <laughs> yeah the which is the real cosmic ending the world's <laughs> longest fucking stinger it is awesome it is so absolutely dope. awesome oh the fucking the floating cooler head and the fucking Steve Vargas porno tapes and and when they get to oh. the island oh. you get that zombie Fulci music Mm-hmm. Well, and Bruh. oh, I didn't whole... catch that till this last watch. I was like, man, they're literally playing like some music that should have been in Zombie, you know? 
It's yeah. so fucking dope. Well, and that's the that's the hardest part for me, knowing that this is supposed to be set in Wisconsin and they're somewhere in Milwaukee. Right. <laughs> I, they I, don't I, sail to the Caribbean somewhere. Well, yeah, what <laughs> fuck that island? I mean, I, I know they're like close to a great lake and shit like that, but they'd have to go through like another. I, yeah, it's like, okay, well, yeah, like, welcome to Canada. <laughs> Are we in Canada now? Is that where we're at? Like, it just doesn't like, okay, whatever. And what, where, where Canada was so tropical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where we in this movie though, this is basically like a prequel to what we talked about earlier, House of the Dead, right? Because they land on an island infested by zombies, and well, but you get the found footage aspect of this movie at this point because they're going through the camcorder. And, and I love the way they do this with the camcorder. Uh, well, in, in, interestingly enough, though, this this end was filmed in Catalina in California. And it's the exact same island they used for uh, Survival of the Dead. It's oh, the dope. that's so it's dope. The same island. Yeah. And this by, by the end of this movie, it's ambiguous because we don't know, but basically everyone it's, is everyone, fucking dead. Ev- everyone's fucked, yeah. It's implied. Mm-hmm. It's not shown, but it's implied. Yeah, I would it's agree with just, that. It's just like at the end of Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. you know? Well, in Day of the Dead, though, they do end up on a beach. They end up on a beach. Right. With, you know, with the whirly bird. And it, I mean, they're just, so they're still going on, but they're going on, but it's implied but, yeah. that they know they're not going to last much longer. You know, well, like right. it, everyone's coming to terms with it as best they can. Find me, find me. I challenge you, Rick. I'm going to challenge you. I'm throwing the gauntlet down right now. Throw it. Find me a zombie movie that ends with "and they lived happily ever after" because <laughs> I don't. Well, that's why I, I love zombie movies, bro. Well, same with me. Same with me. But I don't think you could fucking find one. I don't think it exists. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Come oh, on. Fuck. But not well, really, okay. though. Yeah, he is, well, dude. I mean, him and Ed still play video games. Yeah, but that's not happily ever after, man. That's like that's a caveat. okay. After ever after, I don't yeah, know. it's an okay well, but, after. Well, but I can, I can. It's kind of a, it's an optimistic ending. Yes, well, I'll give you. Give me that. It's an optimistic it ending. Is, it is. It is. It is. You're right. The zombies can... are all integrated into society in some way. <laughs> <laughs> Fido, Fido might have the the good one. Oh, maybe. maybe but I can, Fido, I can, yeah. I can still kind of, I can see a place where I've got Travis chained up in my shed and fucking Ricky brings me my bread every day. But I, I can yeah. see that. I can yeah, see Grindhouse, Grindhouse yeah. is the ultimate BDSM battle <laughs> over there. Look at him. <laughs> he wants to chain us up. Okay, so Dawn of the Dead 04, um, kind of in the middle of the early 2000s to mid-2000s, um, zombie resurgence. You know, everyone kind of thought life was sucking, and there's a big there's a big thing um, with zombie movies. Their popularity tends to ebb and flow with how our population is doing. So, like, right now, I think our we could use a new zombie movie because shit sucks. Um, 
But <laughs> um, like I said, in my top five movies of all time, uh, easy, easy. Love the characters, love the fucking story, love the fact that they were able to remake 78 and make me love 78 even more as I watched it, but also saw that they were doing their own individual thing. I think that's awesome. Um, I, 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 I hate to say this because it's, it's going to hurt, but this movie is a 10. It's absolutely a 10. Uh, yeah. And, um, and there's wow. no, get, there's no getting around it. This is, this is Godfather level. This is Shawshank level. This is Titanic level. This is all those movies that are just perfect. It's, it's, it's right there. This movie's right. a fucking 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, for real. Like like yeah. I've been I've been struggling with this one a little bit, but when I think about some of the other movies that I give tens, I've got no reason not to give this one a ten. Honestly. Well, well you know what? When you say it like that, Rick, this movie's a ten. It's a fucking ten, dude. This movie's so 10. fun. It's so fun. It's so dark. It's cosmic. It's funny. It's got Richard Cheese's music in it. <laughs> it's, it's got Anna, and she looks kind of like Galen Ross, but better. <laughs> got fucking Ving Rhames. Dude, Zack Snyder knocked it out the park on his first go. Dawn 04, bro, it's a 10. Every single every single actor or actress in this movie is exactly who they should be, gives you exactly what you want. They meet their fate appropriately, with maybe the exception of Dollar Store Tim Roth, but I mean there had to be something to be heard about in the end. Um, no, it's perfect. It's perfect because Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I love yeah, fucking it. yeah, fucking dickhead Bart gets chewed up by a legless fucking zombie who is while he's petting a dog. I mean, that just seems appropriate. Like <laughs> It fucking... Hey, I wonder if the dog's still living on that island. <laughs> I bet. They Dude, because if the, the zombies yeah. don't fuck with it, then yeah, he probably just eats little pieces of zombies every now and then. Chip's probably still fucking uh, going, bro. Yeah. yeah, boy. Chip's is going. He's 27 years old and just eating. Chip's fucking... is 27 <laughs> years <laughs> old. <laughs> His fucking of... arthritis is kicking in, boy. <laughs> just eating pieces of Eating pieces of zombie jerky on the beach like every maybe, good dog should. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that, maybe that good boy lives super long because he eats zombie flesh though. Yeah. Because there's something in the flesh. Maybe he's just had, maybe he just keeps on going. That you know dog Chips, is God he's, now. He's, 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 <laughs> well, no, God. he's, he's, he's cosmic. That's what he is. He's, he's cosmic, cosmic <laughs> now. Boy. He, he is a, he is a cosmic Wisconsin island beach dog. That's what he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic Wisconsin <laughs> Island Beach Dog. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. gotta be the name of the episode. This <laughs> <laughs> oh, this whole thing, honestly, and I some night when we're all like hanging out, I will I will get the the extras and I'll play them for you. Oh fuck yeah, bud. Because there's an intro to the movie with Zack Snyder and his intro you can tell he's like such a first time director and it's so awesome. And he's like, so it's fun to be in a place where we can just make the movies that we want and we can like, you know, so it's got more gore and that's fun. And he's like, and you know, we can go outside of the ratings. Not that ratings aren't important. It, like, he's just like, he's like, so playing the whole thing. And he's like, and, um, Oh, 
the movie is a little bit longer. So be prepared for that. And it's like, no shit. Okay. <laughs> like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> it's so fun to just, he's so green and it's so fun to watch. He's just, cause he, he doesn't know what he's doing, but at the same time, he has this vision and his awesome vision gave us Dawn of the Dead 04. Yeah, yeah bro. Hell yeah. I like, I'm all about I like, it. I like sorcery, like, not wizardry. Yes. Inept magic. That's Obviously. what we're all about here at the nightclub. Embrace that, what, what did we call him? That cosmic Wisconsin, what did you call him? The cosmic Wisconsin island uh, dog? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yep, yep. That tropical island with yeah. the fucking, the fucking Haitian slave drums and shit. <laughs> this is the best fucking movie ever. Everybody should watch it. It is fantastic. And if you learn nothing from this movie, you are just too fucking stupid. So you should go outside and hang yourself. <laughs> God damn. Nightclub! Hang yourself and become part of the coven. Hang yourself, become part of the coven, and then join the Discord. Join the Discord instead. Oh, shit. Rounding deep in my sea of loathing. Broken, your serpent died.
Now I got to take a piss because I'm a fucking old man. God damn it. 